Hello, hello, and welcome to Small Screen Stories. Probably the only show on the internet that will start with whatever the hell that film was um, in its intro. I hope you guys are doing very, very well. We've got lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about. We've got The Batman to talk about. We've got Robert Pattinson to talk about. We've got Zack Snyder to talk about. We've got Army of the Dead to talk about. We have got Blade, Doctor Strange 2. I'm going through it all. Batgirl. Dwayne, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson as well, Fast and Furious, and the Fear Street trilogy. If you've watched that on Netflix, we're going to be talking a little boring. And uh, yes, James is here today, and we've also got Clint uh, coming on the show in just a bit as well. But before I get Clint onto the show, I wanted to say hello to everyone in the chat. So hello to Hamada Burger. He says hashtag Hamada Burger. Hamada Burger. Hamada Burger. Hamada Spoon. Hamada Spawn. Uh, we also have By the Beard of Zeus says, looks like it's a good one at small screen. And then he says, maybe late, but I shall return. So hopefully you will return. Uh, we've got Sean Harrigan says, hi, all MWA. I don't know what that stands for. Well, that's what that's what it stands for. Okay, I'm being a bit thick. Uh, I hope you're doing well, Sean. And then uh, we also have uh, <laughs> Raj. Uh, Rajnish in the comments as well saying uh, good to see you again for a second time boys and then he says Ed, Clinton, James always a pleasure to see you boys exciting lineup for tonight yes we've got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight and we've got Bobby Anderson in the chat as well says hi everyone and uh, before I miss uh, I missed uh, Chrysler out I think that's how you pronounce your name Bobby there we go and Chrysler says greetings greetings to you Chrysler. Chrysler. Uh, who else do we have? We have uh, Reese seventy five says hello there. I always try and wait for this one, but I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to come. Uh, Call it Sanchez, or you'll get a knuckle supper. It's the wrong one. Uh, hello there. Hello there. And uh, will you be covering Michael Jordan? Michael B. Jordan as Val Zod? No, no. Uh, we want uh, that. That's that's actually news to me. I'm going to be honest. So it's really hot here today. Um, uh, if if you can let us know, Reese, in the chat, what's going on with Michael B. Jordan as Val Zod, because that's interesting. Uh, do let me know. Uh, and then we also have Freddie Lauder. That's who's going to be in a Superman movie. Well, is that confirmed though, James? If you can come come on to me and tell Appar- me. That. Apparently, it's with the headlines I read, yes. Really? No, Reese, I didn't know. Reese, Reese can do it. I didn't know about that. Um, we have Freddie as well in the chat. Freddie's actually uh, in France now. He's, he's come over uh, for uh, the holidays, so that's fun. He's actually just over the road. I hope you're doing well. And then Clint's in the comment as well, but he's also backstage, so we're going to bring Clint on in just a second. We've got Danzig1979 in the chat as well. I hope you're doing Danzig. Says, uh, yes, I'm awake despite the heat wave in the UK. Yeah, the heat wave is, is here in France as well. It's going to end pretty quickly, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, then Reese says, Michael B. Jordan is making a Val Zod project for HBO Max. The Hollywood Reporter um, reported it. Well, uh, that, that must have passed me by, I'm going to be honest. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's very unusual because I usually look out for all that sort of stuff. But that's pretty cool. So, does that mean that he's not going to be Black Superman? 
tell me in the chat. Tell me what you think in the chat. Uh, also, we, we've gone over one comment from Danzig. So come on, James, bring that one up. You know, you know, you want to. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring up yes. No, not that one. The other one. <laughs> no, not that one. The other one. No, not that one. <laughs> we could do this all night, James. Gonna... There he is. You're going to bring up the comment. There we go. There we go. Can we stop for a moment to admire Ed's sharp looking haircut? Hashtag perfect hair. Thank you very much. It only cost me 10 euros. <laughs> right. Let's bring uh, Clint onto the show. No. Yes, we shall. Let's bring Clint on. I don't do requests. Man, you, he's, he's, an, he's, he's annoying tonight. Seriously, he's oh, so he's annoying. He's, he thinks he's on form, but he's just annoying. <laughs> how are you doing, Clint? I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm very hot, but, but well. It's even hotter under the lights, and I'm being completely mauled by mosquitoes as well because I've had to keep the window open. And of course, uh-huh. with all the lights, they're just attracted to this, and then they're they're attracted to my flesh as well, which is not so nice. Ew! And nobody likes mosquitoes. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, we don't need you getting malaria over in uh, over in Paris. Come on, man. Yeah, it's the jungle over here. So yeah, definitely will <laughs> definitely will get malaria. Uh, we've got some more comments before we get into yeah. stuff. Um, the by the bit of Zeus says no bad batch spoilers. Uh, so, so yeah, I actually haven't watched the latest episode. So, um, so this... I have not either. I saw, I saw old last night, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll probably talk a bit about that in a it, second. It got it got old pretty quick. You you were waiting out, waiting for that one, right? <laughs> All day I've been waiting to say that. Was that a sound effect, or was it actually did that actually? That was out of my mouth. mouth. Yeah. That is impressive. <laughs> that yeah, is that's very one impressive. Of my... <laughs> Uh, yep. Danzig, 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 nineteen seventy-nine. Bloody hell! It says there, there are two Superman projects: J.J. Abrams' Superman and Michael B. Jordan's HBO Max Val Zod miniseries. So it's actually a mini. Danzig, nineteen seventy-nine. I mean, fine, all right, okay. Uh, my, uh, Michael B. Jordan doing an HBO Max Val Zod series. This, I mean, this is news to me. Uh, we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna cover this, but. It sounds pretty fun. I think it sounds pretty cool. What do you think? I, I think it sounds cool. I sent a I, I IGN is the main person I could find that reported this, and uh, just Michael B. Jordan will produce potentially star in Black Superman limited series for HBO Max. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is now in the DC business. The actor and his production company Outlier Society are developing an HBO Max limited series focusing on Val Zod, a black Kryptonian uh, that holds the mantle of Superman per Collider. Okay. So, All right. So we're okay. getting it from IGN who got it from Collider. Who? Okay. Who, who knows where they got it, but there you go. <laughs> well, if it was Collider, it's probably from um, Jeff Snyder. Then that's where it came from. So, I mean, his his track record is pretty solid. So, so that that's kind of fun. Yeah, I I, I think that's going to be I think that's going to be quite fun. But There's what all kinds, we... all kinds of on. cool DC stuff coming up. But I guess we'll get into that. I'll I'll quit interrupting you now. <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> fine. And interrupt me whenever. Uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to start uh, the Netflix chunk of the show because uh, cool. uh, if we got we got the running order and that's that's at the start of it. So specifically, I wanted to talk about the the new deal that Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder and their uh, production company Stone Quarry have signed with Netflix, which is a two year first look deal. So. 
what this entails is that basically what it means is all pitches and potential projects for the next two years that uh, Snyder, the Snyders, and uh, there's a third party as well involved in Stone Quarry. I can't remember their name off the top of my head. Uh, that all ideas that they have for future movies, they will get to pitch them to Netflix before anyone else. So Netflix will kind of, Netflix will kind of have right of refusal. So it's an exclusivity deal in kind of a way, but also not a way because it basically means it's kind of the best of both worlds because it means oh, that yeah. Stone Quarry can go off and make and pitch. If if Netflix says no, they can go off and pitch to whoever else they want to so what do you what do you think about this what do you think of that deal i think that's the best deal you could get you're like okay look here you go and then if they say no you can go wherever you want and and no hard feelings um i i think uh throwing the word exclusive exclusivity uh is a quick way to start saying the snyderverse is actually dead Mm. you know what i mean yeah uh but uh i feel like the dude's gonna be too busy to be to be um working on any any future uh dc stuff it's just my opinion i don't i don't know um it's, it's really exciting. not good it's really not looking good for the dc stuff i'm going to be honest with you because yeah. there's really good news for zach in the sense that it means that he's going to basically have an opportunity to work with a studio that seems to want to work with him number one exactly uh, they, they they they're getting on very well and also Incidentally, that in that article, in the, uh, the the report that came out, I think it was also the Hollywood Reporter that reported on this. Um, they also said the Army of the Dead two is in in the works, buried in that report. Actually, these two um, articles, uh, well, we did post them back in March, but oh, no remember one, that? <laughs> no, no one really noticed. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> like move on from that. Not, than you. Not, not to <laughs> mention that the uh, the treatment that he had for. Um, for the Star Wars thing, and they're going to do that mm. over there. So it seems like they're making all of his hopes and dreams come true. Exactly. They're giving him. Compl- In fact, I read an article, uh, and it was his wife talking, but basically saying that they're they're giving him all the freedom that they did they never had, and they trust them. They they, they delivered on on a record breaking uh, streaming film, and yeah. if you know, we all know what netflix movies are like you know what i mean they're like lackluster uh we're i want so bad for them to be great but it's oh they're always just kind of meh and Zack snyder i think is the big hope for them so they're like here's a bunch of money go do what you want freedom no problem you've got an audience uh you know what i think it's great for zach i'm really stoked for him and uh, i'm excited to see what comes out uh, especially yeah. that star wars uh treatment that that they're turning into i can't remember what it's called off the top of my head but but yeah, it's it's going to be exciting, and it'll be cool to get some good content on Netflix. Mm. It's called Rebel Moon. That's that's that's, that's what, what it was. Called. Yes, and and it honestly, it it basically yeah, you're right. It basically means that Snyder's now got a massive sandbox to play in, so he can start his own Snyderverse, like you know, with, with Netflix for the next two years at least. I'm pretty sure this will go on for quite some time. Because I, I think this is something that Snyder's been looking for for a long, long time, and he kind of had it with Warner Brothers for many, many years. He made all of his film films before this, uh, before Army of the Dead, basically with Warner Brothers. I'm on the most part, all his big movies were Warner Brothers movies. Yeah, and um, that relationship really soured by the end of by the end of what happened. And he actually said in an interview, I think it was on another YouTube channel, that he hadn't even been contacted by anyone at Warner Brothers since the movie was released, since Zack Snyder's Justice League was released, which I think is horrendous. I think that's a terrible way to treat somebody. 
not even um, a kudos you know what i mean yeah. like like hey man this is doing great you know or good job i mean it's the the way the way i see it is that it's like <laughs> the the it's just a very it, we've said this multiple times but it was it must have been a toxic environment for and it's good for him and everyone at stone quarry to get out of it and then be able to make the movies they want to make and people at netflix seem to be very very accommodating so it's a good thing it's a good thing i wasn't yeah. mad about army of the dead so i'm going to be honest i thought it was fine uh, but I think uh, I think with a bit of development uh, that could be an interesting franchise. I think Rebel Moon sounds really good, and he's got lots of. This isn't. I th also get the impression this isn't just going to be movies. I think this is going to be TV shows as well. So he's already doing um, uh, Army of Thieves. Well, that's coming out pretty soon, which is the uh, prequel spinoff, the the, sh the prequel series. Uh, I think that's animated as well. That that series. So that's kind of that's going to be fun, and uh, so he's going to do lots of different things. I think he's gonna he's gonna really really push the boat on on push the boat out on what he can do, and Netflix will just give him the money. I think. <laughs> yeah, which is which is great for him, and uh, I think I think it's good. And for anybody at home that needs that needs a little bit of hope, Snyderverse hope, uh, maybe maybe the discover discovery people will come in and fire everybody, and there'll be a whole new crew, and then we can restore the Snyderverse. I just want to keep hope alive, just where it needs where. People yeah, that, are, that yeah. are just hang, hanging on. Uh, sometimes, sometimes people need something to hang on to. You can think of that. Maybe that'll happen. But otherwise, I think he's doing pretty good over at, at Netflix. You know. Yeah, and and I think I think people just got to be happy for 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 Zach and Deborah, uh, and the third person I'm forgetting the name of, which I, I do apologize. <laughs> I, I gotta think if I was Zach, like as much as he likes those the the DC stuff, he's a, a, clearly a, a super fan. I feel like it's kind of probably like uh, like being in a in an abusive relationship oh, or some yeah. kind of some kind of sour relationship where it's like even if a little time passes, it's taken the fun out of being with that person where you don't want to get back. I'm not getting back together with her anymore. It, we passed it. There's a there's a, a point of no return. I feel like maybe they've done that to even if you had new management, new stuff. I feel like it's like taking the, the fun out of it. You know, what I mean, the mm -hmm. whole. I, I I think and I think he's uh having a good time doing some completely new things. He spent a long time uh doing DC stuff. So it's like this is finally uh his chance to do something a little different and and they're making it fun for him. Nobody's looking over his shoulder, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, I think that's real cool. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if if we get his because uh, he's spoken about this a lot an Arthur in the Round Table kind of movie. He he's wanted to do a King Arthur film. For quite some time, so I wonder whether he would he would end up doing that with Netflix, which I think would be quite interesting. Yeah. And um, I also I don't think this means it's going to be the end of him making comic book movies. I, I'm pretty sure he could end up making like some sort of like Netflix have so many properties he could use uh, and comic book properties. So he could he could look into those, like even the Millar World stuff. He could he could Jupiter's Legacy too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> <laughs> Zack Snyder's Jupiter's Legacy. <laughs> it's a, that's that's a mouthful. Uh, but yeah, I think I think we all think this is very good news, right? I think it's I think yeah. it's great news. Yeah, good good for Zach, man. Good good on you. And uh, I I love that you get the freedom to pitch it there if they don't want it. You're not stuck. You could still go somewhere else. That's great. That's like mm. a that's that's really it's fantastic. Yeah. 
And uh, and I'm seeing people in the comments uh, saying, so here Danzig says the ex exclusive was in reference to the article being exclusive to uh, The Hollywood Reporter, not an exclusive Netflix deal. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then Sean, uh, Sean Harrigan says Dan has it. Uh, yeah, you're right. But it, it, what it what it is, is kind of it's exclusive in all but name uh, this this deal, because. Uh, it basically, it, it, as we said, it's the best of both worlds for both parties, because it means that it gives them the freedom to go in. To, it gives Snyder the freedom to work with whoever he wants to work with if they if they say no to his idea, and it gives Netflix the opportunity to see all of their pitches and hear all of their pitches before anybody else, and give them right of refusal. So, and it, it is what what I really like about what Netflix is doing is, yes, you're right, Clint, they have made a lot of crappy films. Uh, most of them have <laughs> been pretty bad. But they have actually, in a weird way, really championed filmmakers. Like, they, they did a, they did a, an ex actually, it was an exclusivity deal with David Fincher, which ended up with us getting Mindhunter, um, and then we got Mank, which if you don't know anything about Citizen Kane and the making of that movie, then that movie makes no sense. And I've actually never watched Citizen Kane. And I watched Mank and I was there for two hours and a half going, uh, what is this film? What? Yeah, I know. I admitted that here. I've never watched Citizen Kane. But then again, I don't think many people have, to be, to be honest. You probably have, Clint. Uh, what are you saying? I'm old? <laughs> no, I'm just saying no. you probably... I've, you, you... I've actually... I am very cultured. But I, yes. I don't. I haven't seen uh, Citizen Kane either. It's the greatest yeah. film of all time. Yeah, I that's know. What, James is James is pretending <laughs> to have seen it. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, so that's hilarious. People, people really. And Dan says, "Good luck to Zach. Let's see what happens in less than two years when the deal is over." And Zaslav, Zaz I can never say this guy's name. Zaslav is in charge. Hope Springs Eternal. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But then again, if if he if it's such a good working environment with Netflix for Zach, why why change it? You know, it, it really does. I mean, hopefully the two years go by and we see really good stuff from Zach and and Netflix are happy. Like they're already really happy with Army of the Dead. It's their best performing movie I think ever. Uh, so yeah, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what he does. I think I think give him some creative freedom is is actually really good. Uh, the, so. the only thing that's back at Warner Brothers or a few characters that he really loves you yes. know what i mean that's the only <laughs> thing that would that could bring him back over there yeah. you know besides a huge uh, chunk of money but <laughs> yeah. but but you know i mean those are characters that he loves but he might be over it. he's like cool i did my thing i've already done that you know i mean it's uh like uh mm. that's that, that's easy it's like okay i'm gonna work on this for a little bit okay yeah. now i'm gonna do this for a while so yeah uh, i want to Go on. Sorry. I was gonna say I think uh, I think Netflix uh, is, and this is just a theory, but I think they're learning their lessons that you can't yeah. necessarily um, just throw a big name actor and throw a bunch of money at them and put them in a project and make it a successful movie. I think they're starting to realize that uh, that it takes a, actual filmmakers have to be badasses, and that's why they're coughing up all this money to all of these yeah. these uh, kick ass directors. So definitely, you're right. Uh, now, Chrysler says, what are the advantages of this deal? Sounds like a title with no substance. So we kind of touched upon that, um, quite, I, I think, quite a lot before this. But I just wanted to reiterate what we said before, is that the 
for me anyway, and, and I think Clint agrees with me on this one, the, 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 big, the, the big advantage of this is that Zach can, and they can, so he can pitch his ideas to Netflix. Netflix has first right of refusal, which is what it is, really. The, the thing is, is that people might look at that and go, well, it doesn't really make much sense because why, what, what's stopping Zach from going to another studio and, and then saying yes? Well, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that this, this deal has already been going on. The, the, the Rebel Moon movie is part of this deal. That, that it's actually part of it. No one else would take that project. Uh, and, and it seems as though Zach was having a lot of difficulty getting that off the ground. The same, actually, in a way, with Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead, he originally pitched to Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers turned it down. So one of the things he's gained out of this is, is uh, an ear, uh, he's, he's got producers and people at Netflix that are interested in making his projects, and want to hear what he has to say, want to hear his pitches, and will look at them and hear them with a much more open mind than anybody at Warner Brothers was doing. If you look at, I would tell you, go and watch, uh, I think it was with GQ, he did, uh, he, Zach did a you know, whole thing about his career and everything, went over his career. It was a, it's a really interesting video. Go and watch that because to me, it literally sounds like Zach has had to fight Warner Brothers his whole career. He had to fight them on, on 300. They didn't, they didn't want that film, really. They, they thought that they turned him down to begin with. They fought him on the casting of Henry Cavill as Superman. They, they, like, he had some pretty good zingers in that video against yeah, the movie. He, and he really did. And it, so, it sounds like for years he struggled with that studio. And the good thing about this deal, to me, is that he's working with a studio that will listen to him, that values him, and that wants to work with him for an extended period of time. And I think this is only good for Zack Snyder fans. I, I really do. I mean, I'm, I, I have said in the past, I'm not the biggest fan of, of a lot of his, some of his movies that, you know, I think Sucker Punch is, is I, still, I, I watched it again the other day, and I still don't think it's a brilliant film. But is you know, but he's always got something interesting that's going on, and I think give him, give him him working so closely with Netflix can only be a good thing, especially if you're a Zack Snyder fan. And as James says, hit that like button and do subscribe. <laughs> Go over there and hit the fucking like button. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's real cool. Um, uh, most creators like him have a pile of scripts that they've been working on and maybe one or two of them get made. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that guy probably has a stack of, of scripts and like, for instance, that uh, star Wars pitch that he had, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, check that. No. Okay. I guess it didn't, <laughs> I guess it didn't work out. And the, the hundreds of hours that he probably spent working this thing out, you know, uh, and, and just to have it, sitting in a drawer or on a hard drive yeah. or whatever you know and and so now he says okay these guys are hungry for for stuff they're gonna let me make whatever i want it's a, that's like that's fantastic you get to go back and like oh what about this and then you're also it's it's maybe a decade later after you wrote it and you're a lot more experienced or you've, you've had time to 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 air your brain out and you get to look at this content and you're like Man, I never thought about it, but if I switch these characters around and do this, this will be a this will be huge. And then you pitch that to you know what I mean. So for a for a creative, that's a it's a dream deal. Yeah, they get <laughs> they get first dibs, and if they don't want it, they're not mad. If you go somewhere else, that's great. Like what what's there's nothing wrong with that at all. It really, I honestly think it's 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 a 
you have to look at it as also as a creator. It gives it gives the creator the leeway to go. Well, okay, if you didn't like that pitch, I can take that somewhere else. But what didn't like? Here's another one. You know, and it, but it but it's it's if you're in an ex, if you're locked into an exclusivity deal, that can also in itself be quite um, constraining. Uh, so, I mean, look, for instance, at um, um, uh, David Fincher, he hasn't really been able to make any other films apart from the ones he's been and the series he's been making for Netflix. The last film I think he made that was outside of the Netflix deal was Gone Girl. And I love that film. Uh, but and, and I would say that's a far superior film to the one he made with Netflix. But Netflix was the only place that would say yes to that. They <laughs> literally well, were the only people that I, would say yes to a movie I all about the writing of Citizen Kane. Personal preference for David Lynch, though, too. Like David go to Fincher. a studio that will give you what comforts you want and you can make what you want. That's why I think yeah. like Beard of Zeus says maybe Netflix stock will drop and HBO Max moving up. He'll go play with DC again. Um, I doubt Zack Snyder would ever think of a company stock um, in terms of going to work with them. I think it's mm-hmm. more of what he's able to do with the least restrictions possible. And I think that goes well with the David Lynch thing too. Like if you want to, David Fincher, sorry. If you, I always get those two mixed up. Yeah. I know. If you they're, ever they're, want to, um, both very good directors. If, you, if you're ever going to go make a film, you're going to want as much creative freedom as possible. I mean, yeah. Look at all the horror stories we've talked about and read about, you know, so I, I don't think stocks has anything to do with it. And I and you know, I think David Fincher going to Netflix is good because he's probably had so much trouble with the studios in the past couple of decades. Mm. You know? I don't think yeah. all Net, Netflix films are bad, but they just throw a bunch of crap against the wall and sees what sticks. But if they're yeah. landing these really good directors, they're trying to up their game and that's gonna be a yep. natural evolution, just like Amazon's been doing or been trying to do. They've been doing it better with their television shows, to be honest with you. Yeah, they, I mean, they did make Roma with Alfonso Cuaron as well, which is uh, like no studio would make that would greenlight that film, a black they and white t- movie about a guy's a guy's uh, like it's literally about him growing up. Nah, no, no other no other studio would have greenlight greenlit that. So that, tomorrow, I mean, yeah, Tomorrow the, War. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like I was saying, they do better with their series. Or, yeah. or the other route you can go is have your own studio, like Robert Rodriguez did, and his black and white movie was Sin City, right? And he had to leave the DGA for that because so give him Frank Miller co-director credit. Yeah, there's so many restrictions, and I think that's why the streaming services are nabbing all these big directors because they have a nice sandbox to play in. But no, you, you, and you're you're completely right, and they they seem they seem to really enjoy working with with Netflix. That's the big thing. It's like I haven't really heard any uh, director go, "I had a terrible, terrible time working for Netflix." But correct me if I'm wrong, but I just haven't heard it. I've never heard that at, no. at all. And I've heard nothing but horror stories with, with Warner Brothers. Yeah, the only thing about Netflix is uh, some actors and producers getting ticked off when they were canceling after the second or third season because it cost yeah. too much to bring everyone on. But that's the only only thing we heard about Netflix. Yeah. Um, but I've never heard someone say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go over to Paramount because their stock is going sky high right now. No, you know I, mean? I don't. I don't think filmmakers think that way. And if they no. do, then they they shouldn't be in that business. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, did any of you guys see He Man yet? Not, Not yet. yet. No, uh, it came out today, been, didn't it? This morning, and I binge watched the whole thing. <laughs> is it good? Is it? Is I'm not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk uh, about that because that's not on the. That's not on the. Uh, on the, uh, on the agenda. Itinerary. Apparently, Kevin Smith is getting some pushback online. Is it? Is it granted, or do you think it's just a bunch of people? 
looking for something. I think, P- I mean, I could see where the certain character, uh, when I say character types, I mean the people on the internet, the certain types of people uh, get affected in certain ways and, and, and start raising hell about about things that they i think it's a bunch of bullshit it's a, a lot of politics gets gets involved in what mm. should just be entertaining watch yeah. the thing don't worry about don't worry about genders or, or colors or uh, just enjoy the freaking show you know what i mean yeah. watch it and if it's good it's good if it sucks it sucks you know what i mean like and uh and i enjoyed it so it was uh but it was is intense dude it was uh he did a good job and he it was an intense thing and it uh got me thinking and as soon as it was done i looked at my uh i looked at my watch and what time i had to be on here and i, I had to make another video earlier today and 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 do a live thing and uh and so i just had to stop thinking about it so when we get done with this i'm probably going to go sit somewhere and just and just stew on it because it's there's a lot of things going on they they went heavy it gets kind of dark here and there uh you know characters dying all kinds of stuff so it's like like it's pretty pretty intense it's a big step away from uh from being in first grade eating a a peanut butter sandwich and watch at at, you know after school it's like a way way off of that so it's it's pretty crazy it was good i'm enjoyed it i enjoyed it i'm glad i saw it um i want to process it more and maybe watch it uh maybe watch it again and then then i'll talk about it But guys, do let us know what you think about this whole uh, Zack Snyder Netflix deal. Uh, if you think it's a good thing, if you think it's a bad thing, or if you just don't understand it at all. And um, Rajnish says, "Creative freedom and satisfaction means more to uh, so it means more to storytellers more than anything. A studio stock isn't the top priority." I think you're right. Uh, well, actually, you know, I don't think you're right. You are right. You are right. And uh, he then goes on to say, the studios are terrified of streaming services with Netflix treating people right. Warner Brothers will be shitting a brick as more actors and filmmakers walk out on them. You are also right on that. And two two big directors that are walking out on Warner Brothers or, or potentially walking out on Warner Brothers are Christopher Nolan and Denis Villeneuve, two of the best directors ever to have lived. And, um, and yeah, it looks like Warner Brothers are going to lose them, which is kind of weird because Warner Brothers was for so many years the di- kind of the directors the filmmakers studio and that's that's not not the case anymore <laughs> well they've had so many regime changes that yeah and even like in the 80s they were still micromanaging the talent and and telling them to put things in their films and then their albums and you have to go do this and do that yeah like just go look up frank zabba talking about warner brothers in like 1984 it's exactly what's happening now with warner brothers Nothing has changed. Uh, says, I think that Zaslav has said he wants to rebuild relationships with talent, so he's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. And here's the thing. I love the fact that Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, came out. I love the fact that he got a chance to finish it. It's great. I can't paint <clears throat> hard for it, too. Um, but he's not going to be doing anything in the Snyderverse for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. No. So I think everyone should just like grab a drink, sit back in a lawn chair, and just relax for a couple of years on on the Snyderverse and mm. enjoy what it's coming out next and then see what happens in a few years. You yeah. know, I, I don't think, I think constantly campaigning every day is just going to just make it redundant and everyone's going to lose interest that way. I know. Well, it just, I'm just yeah. It just really becomes white noise. Doesn't it after a while? Yeah. I just, I just see it on my timeline over and over again. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, we know it's not going to happen for a couple of years. So let's focus on what he's working on next. Yeah. And we will talk. We will talk about that in a second. Actually, like what what's happened to 
the the Snyderverse movement and the Restore the Snyderverse movement. Um, we will go into that in a, in a second. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, uh, on another on another bit of news that we have got coming up for you. But again, do let us know. Knock it off, you two! This is a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> He's been having fun, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I want I want one last bit in the Netflix chunk, and then we'll move away from Netflix stuff. And that's actually uh, this is actually uh, partially an exclusive from from small screen uh, which is fun uh we were told that um uh, fear street trilogy uh that, that, that sorry if you know of of the of fear street it's a new horror trilogy on netflix which is directed by uh lee janiak uh ja- i think that's how you pronounce her name uh a, a honestly i love this trilogy uh, so it starts off with uh, fear part fear street part one in 1980 in 1994 Fear Street Part 2 in 1978, and then Fear Street Part 3 in 1666, so 666. Uh, and it's a really, really fun uh, horror trilogy, like Slasher, based on the books by R.L. Stein. Do you remember that guy? The Goosebumps guy? Well, it looks like they're going to make another trilogy. So this is what we, what, what we were told. And this this trilogy will explore other other time, other eras and, uh, and be... Uh, I supp- I mean, I suppose it's just going to be more of the same sort of thing. But the director actually then confirmed that this was happening and said that what she wants to do is create the MCU of horror. Uh, so on Netflix, which to me sounds great. What? What? Yeah. I mean, did you watch this? And what did you? I, if you did, what did you think of it? No, you didn't, did you? I did not watch this. Mm. The series. I went back and watched uh, and watched a trailer for for this, and I thought it was really cool that they released them week by week by week. Uh, how how fun because if you have fun yeah. on the first one then the next week it just keeps coming and but i did run it by a friend of mine who i was uh, t- uh talking to earlier who is a actually a horror film uh indie film director this guy named Boudreaux partida uh and and uh so a local friend of mine and i'm like hey are you familiar with this uh with this uh, fear street uh, trilogy he's like yeah. oh yeah dude awesome he's like it's awesome i still need to watch the third one and i go well i have it on good authority from a uh from a friend that uh there's another trilogy and he and he blew a gasket he was like sweet he got really fired up so yeah. um i think that's except based on his reaction alone i don't need to go watch that trilogy um yeah and you should, the, and, you should so that's, that's, <laughs> is that true that's t- <laughs> and the the uh the trailer i saw looked really good i yeah. i've uh I'm hit or miss with horror movies and scary stuff. And, and a lot of times uh, I, I just get an eye roll when I'm watching mm. the trailer and mm. I don't ever watch the show, but every now and then something comes along and it, it looks really good. And uh, this, this looks exciting. So I'm excited to check I it really, out. Uh, I mean, I'm a massive, I think, you know, this, I'm a massive horror fan. Uh, my, a lot of my favorite movies are horror movies. Uh, this, this to me was, so much fun because I, I got a bit obsessed with Fear Street because I love the slasher genre, but I do think like when I was younger, so like in the kind of 2010s, we got we got some terrible, terrible slasher films. Uh, and, you know, slasher started off with, uh, well, I mean, I always accredit it to John Carpenter and Halloween. For me, that's always the first ever slasher movie ever made. I still think that film, even though it's really kind of, it's aged pretty badly. I still love it, but then, then it kind of went on, and then, uh, then you've got the scream movies that came after that, which kind of reinvented the genre and brought a bit of comedy into it as well, which I really, really loved. And then there was just kind of nothing for years. And um, and what this what this franchise does 
it blends kind of witchcraft and like the Salem witch trials with a slasher film. And it does it so perfectly. I didn't even know it was possible, but it did it really, really well. And um, Lee, um, Lee Janiak, I think her name is, I, I'm, I'm really sorry if I'm butchering that, but she is brilliant. She's a fantastic director. The cast in this is superb. So you've got, um, you've got the girl, the, the redhead girl from Stranger Things. I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now. Uh, she's in the well, she's in the second and third part, and then you've got uh, <laughs> flanking on her name now as well. I need to. You, you've got the girl that's in Community. Uh, the it's quite it's all Alison quite a young girl. Alison Brie, that's it. Alison Brie, uh, and she's she's really she's doing something that she hasn't really done before. And actually, the very start of this, you got Maya Hawke that basically has the this her scream moment in this. You know the. Um, the uh you know the, the the beginning i don't know if you've ever seen scream yeah Probably of course have. yeah uh, hey don't, don't get clint back on come on get clint back on <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so the beginning of that you start with uh bloody hell why am i so Drew bad at barrymore name? drew barrymore yeah and drew, yeah. yeah and and the my the my hawk sequence in in the beginning of uh, fear street is is obviously an homage to that and uh, and i really really love that and uh, I cannot wait to see more of this because I think this is I think Netflix has really hit on something very, very special with Fear Street. And uh, and they obviously want it to continue. And the way they did it was was really clever because basically what they did was they filmed a series, really. And they yeah. just split it up into three movies and then released each movie weekly. And I think that was very, very clever. So, yeah, more, yeah. more. Witch, more. Witchcraft and slasher. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's, it's a really uh, it hasn't been done before as far as I'm aware. Yeah. And uh, and it, it it works. It works really really well. Now, the the books I haven't read the books, but I think they are more kind of adult, like you know that they're, they're aimed to older older readers than the Goosebumps books were. If you know R.L. Stein and you're familiar with Goosebumps, um, and they've done really well, sold over 80 million copies. So yeah, people seem to like this, and this franchise I think has has got a lot of potential. So cool. yeah, I mean. Uh, let me know what you guys think about Fear Street. Uh, I think Clint is going to check it out if he's not too scared. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's fun. It's good fun. It's a bit gory, and, but it's I wouldn't say it's scary. There are some good yeah. jump scares in it. But yeah, let me know what you guys think about that in the comments uh, not, below if you want to see more of it or not. Not to go off the rails, but yeah. did have you seen the new Candyman trailer yet? Oh, Yes. I uh, saw I I, so I saw that last night when I was at the theater and I was like this yeah. looks cool so um, oh, cool I was going to just think, say if you uh, haven't go check it yeah. out <laughs> I think I really think 2021 is going to be already has kind of been a fantastic year for horror because we've got first the first Street trilogy that came out we've got Candyman that's coming out we've got the J James Wan going back to horror um, the the trailer for that came out. Um, couple of days ago i forgot the name of the film that he that he's just directed that it's like, like Galia a, or galio or golia or something no no no. uh it's called so i know what you're trying to say you're trying to say giallo no which is the which is the type of horror movie uh, i'm not gonna i mean i could do a whole video on horror malignant and, huh? yeah malignant it's malignant that's the name of the movie so basically what it is if you know dario argento who is an italian horror filmmaker uh, from back in the 60s I believe so he made uh, started a very he basically started the low budget horror movie uh, and they were called giallo so they were giallo films but basically which is yellow in Italian 
because they wrote the the movies, they wrote the scripts on very cheap yellow paper, so they got the the name that. And and what James Wan is saying he's doing is kind of doing an homage to that and re reinventing that that genre of horror movie. So I'm really looking forward to that. That, that looks brilliant. You've got and then you've got Neil Blomkamp who's coming back uh, and he's making a horror movie with AI, which to me sounds really really fascinating. And I, if you don't know who Neil Blomkamp is, he's he's the guy that directed District Nine. And, oh, yeah. uh, and and uh, so he's he's coming back as well. So it looks like it's a really good year for horror films. So horror fans biting elbows and hardcore Henry. Yes, yes. And, and you've uh, got Tim Burton doing a spinoff of uh, of the Adam's, Adam's family. family. Yeah, yeah. And you have Rob Zombie that's uh, currently working <laughs> on the on the Munsters. Yes. But w- I'm doing a video about that right now, and I think it's really cool because uh, because it's going to be rated R. So how do you? How do you keep how do you keep uh characters lovable and then also be scary and you know do you want to go too far off the path I'm uh so anyway I'm working on the, on that on uh, my own time by the way to, people I had to name drop my own video <laughs> That's fine uh do do it all the time man uh people in the comments are realizing that you don't like something <laughs> <laughs> Hold on Clint doesn't like horror uh Clint exposed for not liking everything Oh no go. <laughs> there you go there you go clint i just uh, scare i just scare easily guys come on that's fine that's fine not 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 everyone can can handle horror i can completely get it uh with that that's the end of the netflix chunk uh and the speaking, beginning speaking of horror though. go on yeah i speaking... see dead people hi i see dead people am i on cz's world i see dead am people. i dead Yep, that's a future video that's coming out. And I have to say, James, you nailed the the sound. It's very M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it's well done on that. And actually, that's one f- film I forgot to mention is Shyamalan's Old. So Shyamalan's back with... Oh, he's, that's weird. Shyamalan's Old. Is he old? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, his new movie, Old, is coming out. And uh, I think you've seen it, haven't you, Clint? I saw it last night. Did, well, go on. Just give us a taster. What did you think? I thought it was. Uh, it got old quickly. I told you. Yeah. So you don't. You didn't like it. You didn't. No. Like it was. It. it was. No. I. I enjoyed it. It's. It's. <laughs> it's a bunch of people trapped on a beach, and yeah. uh, that's. That's what. It, what it was, and then, and then it resolves in a certain way, and then that's the end. I can't really say anything without without <laughs> ruining it. You can't. You can't talk about an M Night Shyamalan movie that just came out. Uh, you know, twelve hours ago without ruining the movie. Yeah. So, uh, like all of his movies, you know. Uh, you can't you can't really talk about them so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go into it uh it was it, i i never got bored i kept watching the whole time and uh never got bored and the one time i went i had to go to the men's room i ran to i i sprinted down down the, the hall and ran back because i didn't want to miss anything because uh in a in creepy weird movies if you if you're gone for two minutes you could yeah you, miss a lot. <laughs> you can miss a lot so you miss a lot so there you go. I uh, I just wanted to talk about my experience going to the men's room at the, on uh, on <laughs> on YouTube. So I hope, hope that was good. Uh, I I really want to watch the film. It lo- it looks like it's like Shyamalan back back to his kind of weird, creepy best, which I really want to see. And uh, and the the movie is actually based on a on a graphic novel called Sandcastle. So it was a uh, we are possibly going to be speaking to the artist of that. So that'd be fun. Here's a thought. Have Have you seen uh, Uncut Gems? Yes. Do you know that 
do you know that feeling you got in your shoulders where you're like, and you're making this face like yeah. a weird constipated yeah. face kind of, and you don't even realize it. And then you're like getting, you're getting stressed out and you're like, uh, that's what I was experiencing during that movie. And then, uh, and, uh, yeah. So it, I don't know why we as human beings feel the need to go in and torture ourselves in a movie. We pay, we pay it. to do it, but it's, yeah. it does, it, it releases things in our brain that make it fun. And, uh, and so, yeah, so that that's what happened during that movie. I was like stressed out and it was a bunch of crazy things. And just when you think it can't get crazier, crazier stuff happens. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, it was crazy and weird and kind of gross. Some at some <laughs> points too. God. Yeah. I, I know that there's some, there's a, a birth scene, isn't there? Yeah, Which, that was yeah. What, definitely. There was another. Again, I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind <laughs> of spoiled in the trailer. Yeah, I'll say there's a scene that takes place. I'm not going to say anything really about it, but you'll know where it takes place in a low part of a cave, and that was the standout scene for me, where I was like, ah, and it was, and and then it put a <laughs> smile on my face where I started laughing. And you'll you, once you've seen the the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, I can't wait to see this. I but... plugged my ears for that whole part. Yeah. Uh, was... Enough talk. Enough talk. That's not very. That's not very good, James. He doesn't like spoilers. Yet. He doesn't yeah. Like, okay. There we go. At all. He doesn't even want to know if you liked it or didn't like it no, before you go. No, no, before he he wants yeah. to decide for himself, which is how everyone should be. Well, then there's no point to review if you're reviewing anything. Then it's like no, I'm not going to tell you if I liked it or didn't like it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy, actually. Uh, right, let's let's start the Marvel chunk. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so uh, the MCU, <laughs> here you go. Uh, the MCU Blade movie uh, might have found its director. Uh, so this this is a long time coming. This movie was supposed to be filming already. <laughs> it's it's crazy, but uh, it looks according to Deadline, uh, Bassam Tarek has been tapped to direct the movie. So if you don't know who he is, he recently directed a film called uh, Mogul Mowgli. Uh, which uh, which stars Riz Ahmed and um, I said that weirdly Riz Ahmed <laughs> and honestly uh, this is this to me sounds like typical kind of Marvel getting a, a young director in to direct uh, oh, yeah. a movie that of course it, it's going to star Mahershala Ali as Blade he literally cast himself in the role <laughs> which uh, I I am really really excited to see him in that role. Uh, we know that the movie is not going to be R-rated, talking of horror, uh, which is going to be weird for a Blade movie, um, a bit weird for the Blade character, but yeah, whatever. Uh, but what do you think about this? <laughs> I I think it's cool. Um, I kind of get excited when uh, when I see unknown, like, and this guy's not unknown, but when I when I unfamiliar well, he, he, to me to me he's, names, uh, you he's know, a bit like, of a newcomer. He isn't. Yeah. He is a, pretty much a newcomer. He's not directed much. I get excited when it's when it's a company that has deep pockets like like uh you know marvel and disney uh, mm. when they hire somebody that means that they saw somebody with some real talent and and who did something unique and they're like hey we need that guy and it's it's yeah. different if it's a struggling uh or you know some new some new film company but you're dealing with marvel that means they saw something interesting in this guy and it's not the same th it's not going to be the same thing over and over again so i i'm yeah. i'm very excited about that i think it's going to be cool um the r not having an r rating green book what's that they saw the green book and they're like yeah this guy's an awesome actor <laughs> well mahersha ali is like He's he's already known to them. He was uh, he yeah, was. I was talking about. As well. I was talking about the director ma yeah. mainly. You know what I mean? Like like like, uh, Mahershala Ali is perfect. He's, he he he's uh, he's perfect 
he's put sunglasses on him and he looks like what we already envisioned, uh, like, you know, and he's a fantastic actor. So what, mm. we, you know, that's, that's a win, but <clears> like seeing the director that, that uh, I think that's cool. Um, instead of like, Oh, we're going to get Joss Whedon to do, you know, whatever. Of course that guy's, I don't know what he's going to be doing anytime <laughs> soon, but, uh, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I think it's cool. I'm excited. Um, uh, the not having an R rating worries me a little bit, but, uh, we'll see. I'm sure they got plans, uh, on making it, making it cool. Uh, that's the only thing that worries me about this film. Uh, everything else I really like. I mean, the, the, the fact that they get they're, they're getting I mean this again is rumored it, it does come from deadline though so they they're saying that they're in talks so when that happens it's pretty much a done deal it's just like last things have to be sorted out um he is he, he I was looking at his uh, his filmography so Mo- Mogul Mowgli which is the film that he's kind of been put on the map for mm-hmm. he wrote and directed that and that was really his first uh, feature length film before that he'd made documentaries and uh, also made some sh- some videos and some shorts. So I-, I think he I think he sounds like a really to me it sounds like a really really interesting interesting choice for director because he's a young guy he'll want to put his own he'll want to put a bit of his own kind of spin on it as well. Uh, Marvel likes to bring in younger directors because and and kind of not not necessarily younger directors but kind of uh, fresher directors directors at the beginning of their careers. Because yes, it does give them an element of control over them as well. That there is that, like you know, they tried to bring in Edgar Wright to do the Ant Man film, and that didn't go as well as they wanted because Edgar Wright is Edgar Wright, and he wants to do what he wants to do, you know. So that there is that element, and as you said, this isn't them bringing in a Joss Whedon or a J.J. Abrams like uh, like other studios have been doing recently to direct their films. This is this is this is a studio that's I think looking at fresher talent getting a new new perspective on the character as well which is needed uh because blade blade's a really interesting character but he is actually quite problematic as well if you're going to look at the comics so i think it's really interesting and and i i just want this film to be made that's all i just want my mcu blade yeah i think I'm... i think i can say that <laughs> sam raimi's drag me to hell was pg-13 was it yeah interesting yeah and the Dark Knight was PG thirteen. <clears throat> I mean, there's not a lot of gore in that, but there's yeah. a lot of gore in Dragon yeah. Hell. Yeah, there yeah, is a lot of gore in Dragon Hell. Yeah, they just don't show the blood. You know what I mean? They, yeah. It's implied, but well, that's a yeah. very that's also. I know a lot of people think Tarantino is someone that shows a lot of gore and stuff, but actually, like a lot of his a lot of his movies do kind of the the, the I, I, a lot of people talk about that bit in Reservoir Dogs. Um, where the, the torture scene actually you don't see any torture so the reason, some <clears throat> the reason why people sorry edward the reason why people think um tarantino films are so violent because he really builds it up yeah he builds it up through a lot of dialogue and tension and and with the cinematography and editing and then that way the violence is more impactful i mean i think the most violent thing i've seen in him and I mean, this is discounting Kill Bill. I think the most uh, gruesome, violent thing would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Definitely towards the end, yeah, right? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can. That was more gruesome than actually Kill Bill chopping off all those uh, limbs and stuff. But yeah. it's because he he builds up the tension so much that it's like you're you're holding your breath until it gets to that point, and then it's a release, and then that's all that uh, people remember, right? So that's why yeah. he gets a lot of flack for his films being so gruesome and violent. <clears throat> But my, my point, my point, yeah, you're right. You're completely, completely right. And um, all, all, all of Tarantino's films kind of do that as well. I remember Django and Chain doing that as well. 
uh, where the the final sequence in that yeah, in, and the, same in the house. Um, Inglorious Bastards, yeah, in the yeah. basement tavern. It's it's all it's almost like cartoon violence, isn't it? With yeah. him, yeah, that, that's that's the other thing. But what what I was thinking about was more it's more in that specific scene in Reservoir Dogs where they the you, you, everyone thinks about the torture scene, but actually there's no torture shown. It's just it, it's just implied, and then Tarantino in that in that instance kind of lets the audience kind of imagine what happens, and that in a weird way makes it almost worse than just seeing it because. My reaction, my my very first reaction to watching that sequence, maybe this is maybe uh, this is me admitting that I, there's something wrong with me. But when I when I was watching Once Upon a Time, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that that sequence, it made me laugh. And actually, Django Unchained made me laugh that because the violence is just so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Inglorious Bastards. That that scene when they're shooting up, they're shooting Hitler like just so many bullets. It's just so ridiculous. And it's so obviously fake as well. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like, yeah, but that basement tavern scene was pretty, pretty realistic and brutal. You know. Uh, well, yes, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, and the, the Reservoir Dogs agree with you because it's just like the horror monsters. The less you see of them, the more scary yeah. they are. Like Tarantino ca- uh, panned left when he, Michael Madsen was actually yes. cutting off Marvin's ears, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that everyone it's, everyone thinks of oh the ear scene. It's like well you didn't actually see that. Yeah, you just that's what it. that's what I envisioned for Blade. Like they're gonna like yeah. he's gonna cut somebody in half with you know and and then you're gonna see the the shadow fall their heads fall off or whatever you know yeah. what I mean and 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 not actually show it. Yeah, well, Chris has a good point here. Violence against vampires will rate different than against humans. I think monster yeah. violence is brought up. It's like why uh, everyone in video games uses zombies or robots, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, all they have to do is make the blood on the vampire different, and then like they green. can show as much as they want. They they always say if they if you change the color of the blood, then you can get away with almost anything. Like with the yeah, so maybe that's what they're gonna do. But I think I also think they do. They Marvel knows that the majority that they make family friendly friendly films, don't they? Really, it's like that's what they do, and that's what. And now they're getting to the point where they're gonna have to start making these more adult you know themed well not themed but more adult orientated films with the likes of deadpool 3 and blade so they're going to be in a bit of a weird position because that's going to be quite a tonal shift even if it's pg-13 it's it's going to be diff i think it's going to it's I'm, I'm interested to see how they do it i think if what anyone can do it it'll be kevin feige but uh it's going to be an interesting time i've also been hearing a lot of negativity against loki recently uh, and it's kind of to do with that. It's like the, to do with the tonal shift of of the series compared to the rest of the MCU. It's kind of too kind of timey wimey and like kind of multi multiversey. And I'm not people don't seem to like it. Uh, Get ready, what, gang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that, um, I mean, I loved it. I don't know what they're yeah, complaining yeah, about. I, I, I loved it, it was... too. I'm still unpacking that that show. You know what I mean? Like uh, thinking about uh, all of it, and that that might be why they might just want to uh, something like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that Ugh. they that they don't have to. Uh... It's so boring. I, 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 I was thinking about Falcon and Winter Soldier the other day, and I said it's so boring. Nothing happens in that show. The whole show is literally they they have to chase a super powered girl, and then she dies. <laughs> that show is duct taped together. 
It really, <laughs> they, it really is. They did the best uh, they now, could. I mean, I'm going to be, okay, I'm going to have to name names because there is one particular show where they keep on really, like literally just reading out all the negative comments about, about Loki. And that show is the John Campier show. He did not like that show. And I yeah. don't understand why. <laughs> he, he, I, I, uh, he put that show third, I think, uh, yeah. out of all the Disney. Yeah, I was like, just... that's... Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a fantastic show. I thought there's a there's character development, um, and I also told, and I think I said it on here, uh, on on this show, but but like some people that ha- that were complaining, I feel like maybe they needed to binge the whole show because because yeah, you'd have somebody complaining, nothing happened, but if you binged it three minutes ago you would have seen somebody get main character get killed or you know and, and it's like in some episodes were were uh to develop you know the the bond between two characters other other things were storytelling episodes yeah. and i thought it was great i think they did a fantastic job i think it was beautifully shot the the look of it was fantastic i everything was great i loved the show um maybe maybe they could have uh Maybe they could have uh, had one more episode, you know. I don't. I don't think it would have but, made it any of much difference, if yeah. anything. Like having having seven as a uh, as opposed to six. I actually think it was really well paced. Uh, I've heard a lot of people complain about the pacing, being like the story makes no sense. What, what like what's Kang's plan? Guys, Kang doesn't have a plan. His plan is just looking at what's happening. He re- he can read it up to a point. He knows what's going to happen up to a point. He's not, I don't really think he's changing anything. That's the thing I, I was thinking. I think he just kind of was going along with it. He'd done, he did what he did and he knew there was an end point. And then at the end point, he was like, oh, what's going to happen now? I don't know. Like, and then, and, and also the, it just. <laughs> I, I think, I think there's going to be something like maybe that device. This is just a theory that device yeah. uh, transfers the, the memories of past of the past lives because there's a there in the comics there was one where kang uh got a device from from immortus and it had all of the past kang's uh, deaths yeah and and he got this device and he all of a sudden it made it it messed him up uh seeing all the past kangs that that were that got conquered uh and i have a feeling that that's uh in watching it again and thinking about it i feel like that might be a thing and where he's got the memories and knows what's going to happen all the way to that point. And like when they were entering, Miss um, Bennett gives them a pitch and they turn him down. And then, she, and then Miss Bennett takes off and goes to Ravona and gives her some new information. I think that was his, uh, that's his uh, safety fallback thing. He's like, I already know they're going to turn it down, but just, just I'm going to give them one more offer. And then, okay, here we go again. They're they're gonna turn it down, Miss Minutes. This is the time where you're gonna go back because he's got all the memories stored, yeah. and as this is the time where you need to go tell Ravona to go find me and give me the information past self so that I know that this is gonna happen now. You know what I mean? And it's I like a, right. a, a, yeah. yeah, and so and so because that's what she did. She she's like, cool, good luck with that, and takes off, and then goes and gives Ravona the information, and then she takes off uh, to find to find free will. Uh, free will. <laughs> she's she, but she had also just said the the one uh there's only one person who should get free will the one in charge and so mm. then and then about 30 seconds later she says okay i'm gonna go find free will i'm gonna go find the one in charge she's gonna go give him the information that miss minutes just sent her uh to give him 
that's that I was think it. I, I think you're right. I think and, that's and the only And I way think forward. that's I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, cuz that that's the only way that makes sense to me. If it's a loop and it keeps happening over again, uh and how would he know? How would you know? Mm. I think there's some kind of device or some kind of thing way that he knows what what's been happening <clears throat> in the past. So can, anyway, but can anyway, we also, I, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I you didn't don't mean to go off, go off on No, a, but on it's, a, it's a really a good look. theory, and I think you're right. And I, I also want to make sure that everyone knows that this this was originally not supposed to be six episodes, uh, Loki. The reason why we're getting a season two is actually because of COVID. They had to split it. And uh, and basically, um, the, first, the first season, we talk about duct taping things together. It kind of was as well. Like They, they had to shoot in very difficult circumstances. And then they had to uh, really, really reduce the amount of time they could shoot down so they could get these six episodes out, which is why we've got a season two, which I think will be six episodes as well, uh, and basically a continuation. So in a weird way, maybe think of this as a mid-season finale kind of thing. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a, a two-and-done kind of thing with Loki. I don't think we're going to get any more after that. Did did you see the behind the scenes stuff that they put out on Disney Plus? Not yet. I forgot what it's what it, what the show is called. It's another. It's in the it's in the Marvel yeah. shows on Disney Plus, and uh, they have a behind the scenes episode for every one of these shows that they put out, and it's an hour, and it's really cool. Um, it was really Watch neat, it. and it even had a little extra uh, a little extra speaking from uh, from uh, He Who Remains mm. lines that got cut. You know what I mean? So so you start. I was started listening to things that got cut and trying to put them into uh into my idea of what's going on you know what i mean like uh, it was it was kind of cool it's like getting a little extra info um but that was cool yeah. and also for those who don't know who didn't uh who didn't hear the uh, director she'd done an interview and she said that jonathan majors was not cast as kang he was cast as he who remains and then they decided to work with him on uh, as Kang and cast him as Kang. I have a feeling he was such a badass actor. And so people in this business and, and entertainment business can work with anyone. There's a lot of talent out there. So mm. when you get somebody who's pleasant and gifted and easy to work with and fun to be around, um, you're going to work with them. And they, they spotted John, they got Jonathan majors and he was so nice to work with that. That then they decided, Hey, you know what? We could get this he who remains guy, and we could also merge that character with Immortus. Hmm. And 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 uh, and I have a feeling that's what happened. And that in this, uh, I can't remember the the director's name and, and the interview. Kate, but, Kate uh, Heron. Yeah, she she did an interview and she talks about it. And uh, and I think they actually talk about that in the behind the scenes footage that I saw too. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, so so he was supposed to be he who remains. That's how he's cast in the credits. If you look at the credits on Loki, that he it doesn't say Kang anywhere. It doesn't say Immortus no, anywhere. It doesn't no. say any that says he who remains. Yeah. And uh, I think he was so good. They decided let's we can you know what we can merge him with a mortis and then have him going back and then it'll be cool because when we have kang this super gifted actor could come back a completely different character complete douchebag or whatever he is you know what i mean and, and come back and, and it's gonna be and, so much fun for him yeah for him <laughs> yeah. yeah he's got open season he's got like here's a character not only you're gonna make a bunch of money you're gonna it's Clearly, that's going to be fantastic for his career. Of course, he's he's going to be a household name, and yeah. he gets to play a whole slew of of characters because because mm. he's going to be different every variant that that pops up. So that's pretty neat. 
I want I want to go through some of the comments. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, Carl says Loki was fantastic. Uh, then um, uh, 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 Chrysler says Loki was amazing. Uh, Danzig says, "Well, I like Loki." Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then this is why he wanted to go through the comments. <laughs> go ahead. What, what did? What? Why did I want to go through? No, I'm just saying that I'm saying that what the good thing. Just seen Loki, episode five, and it's everything you'd hoped it would have been. I cheered. I cried. I fist pumped the air. Sorry, does it keep looping? <laughs> it just goes on. I just did a long one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, and it's kind of weird having us just like going like this, like with that in the middle. <laughs> I did want to mention that uh, we should have Bobby on the show um, at some point. She messaged me and she said that she grew up um, in the neighborhood and around the time during the Night Stalker. And uh, when Sharon Tate happened, ah, uh, yeah, right at the end of once, so it'd be really nice to get her experience um, growing up when that happened. She was mm. like half an hour away from Sharon Tate's house. Oh, wow, God, yeah, <laughs> that's wow, like that's, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's great. To react to that. <laughs> that's like uh, when I used to tour back in the old back in the old days. Uh, we used to play at this back place in, in the oldie times. <laughs> we used to play at this place in Milwaukee called the Rave, and uh, and and <laughs> everyone there would say, "Hey, yeah, right over there in those apartment complexes is, is uh, where Jeffrey Dahmer used to live." Oh, and and I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to go. Let's can we drive that way? I don't want to go that way when we leave this this neighborhood." It's, yeah, back it's, in the oldie days, when back I came, in the old times, my horse and cart would play a little song in front of people. <laughs> Knock it up, you two. This is a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to do that voice. That I just great. want to say you turned into a leprechaun at the end of your right. uh, oh, at, yeah, at yeah. the end of your. <laughs> it's meant to be like a, an yeah, old horse but... and carriage, my people. Let <laughs> me lucky charms. Let me lucky charms. All right, let's not do that. <laughs> Stop having fun, you guys. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Was I not yeah. enough? <laughs> uh should we move on <laughs> so do you think uh is, is isn't there wasn't there some talk about uh tom hiddleston and in, in, yes. uh, dr strange 2 is that a thing yes uh tomothy hiddleston is going to be in dr strange 2 and uh and apparently anyway uh, <laughs> according to the hollywood reporter as well i wonder whether they're just kind of gone it's open season we, we, we're gonna say anything and everything um <laughs> but yeah apparently he's gonna have a cameo in it uh, and he was filming as well but then again this is a lot of people saying oh he was filming he was uh, Loki on his birthday and uh, his birthday was filming and he was saying he was filming in London uh, and uh, and his birthday happens to be the same day when we know they were filming Doctor Strange 2 so he must have been filming uh, Doctor Strange 2 uh, first off he lives in London so him being filming something in London isn't that unusual uh, secondly he could have been filming reshoots uh, for Loki uh, but it does seem as though he is going to have some sort of cameo appearance in Doctor Strange 2, which I think will be cool. Uh, I really like him in that uh, in that in that role, and I want to see more of him. What do you think, Clint? I think maybe for his birthday, they allowed him to be in Doctor Strange 2 as a birthday present. 
Probably. Yeah. Probably. That, yeah, that I think <laughs> man, the more Loki the better. Uh they that character, you know, everybody was worried because they're we're getting old Loki. This isn't the Loki who's lived and redeemed himself, but now he's kind of learned and redeemed himself and he's and he's uh discovered uh this was a lot of self-discovery is what this whole show was about. And yeah. now now he realizes uh, that he's a selfish prick and he doesn't want to be that anymore. You know what I mean? So he's yeah, exactly, he's trying to yeah. be a better person. And that's kind of what he what he discovered. But, uh, I think that was deep inside of him. He just mm. had a lot of pain that that made him uh, bad and insecurities that made him a bad person, like a lot of douchebags that are out there. And so and and so um, they just did a different way of of having him discover that. And I think. uh even me looking at my own life uh, and thinking about my own douchebaggery as an old, the older I get, the more I want to be a better person. I think this was, this was a, a, a an adventure uh, and a discovery. And the more of him we get, the better as far as I'm concerned. And I think, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how they use him uh, because clearly he's a fan favorite. Everybody loves yeah. Loki, yeah. you know, do you, do you think it'll be the version that we that we saw at the end of this show, or would it be another version of the character? Would it be? Oh, it'll be the version at the end of the show. That's who yeah. we have now. Like, like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So that's that's who we we have now. I think uh, that's set in stone, pretty much now. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I'm just, I I really do hope uh, that that he does end up being in it because I, I think I think first off I like I like the idea of Doctor Strange two starring both. Um, What's his name? Um, Cumberbum Bandersnatch, and <laughs> and um, what did I call him before? Timothy Hiddleston. Yes, uh, because they have the most ridiculous names, and they are the poshest English actors ever to have lived, and uh, and they're both good in those roles as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, <laughs> to to Doctor Strange too. I think that's going to be good, starring I... Elizabeth uh, Olsen as well. So it's going. I still ho hope that the uh, that uh, classic Loki was um, casting a projection, and he's going to mm. come back in season two. I, I still because you want to see him back. I want to see him back. I thought he was fantastic. I I I heard some people on the internet joking about him getting his own show with the alligator Loki, and I think that would be super <laughs> yeah, that sweet. That would be really fun. <laughs> I, I him just talking to a crocodile the whole time. <laughs> it's just. It's a good idea for a show, and and I still I still don't think Alligator Loki was actually a Loki. I think he was in there. I think that was all. That was all a ruse. <laughs> I think it's someone else. It's probably it's probably another version of Kang. <laughs> Who knows? It's a, it's a trick. It's a trick. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's end the Marvel chunk. Are we getting on that thing? note? On that note, I don't. I, I think James has fallen asleep. Because uh, we haven't been uh, in, like interrupted. Interrupted. Actually, Kaz, Kaz sent me something just now. Ah, okay. Edward J. Smith. <laughs> 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 oh, God. <laughs> well, 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 well. Actually, well, I suppose we shouldn't end, end the Marvel. This is something I actually forgot to put on the running order. Uh yeah um so I think this is James telling me to talk about something. Uh, we we posted an article um this week that kind of uh, blew up a bit. And uh, and I <laughs> it's Kazakh's Edward exposed. I I think I think I think it'd be interesting for both for for all three of us actually to talk about this is that uh, we posted an article about Henry Cavill uh, being spotted in the um in the Disney uh, Disney offices in London. 
and uh, and it was to talk to Marvel representatives in London that he wanted to see face to face. It's not it's not Pattinson by the bit of Zeus. It's not yet. We will get onto that in a bit. And uh, I, okay, so we we th th this is uh, let, let's this is a kind of behind the scenes look at how this how how this goes. So we were told this quite some time ago. So actually, James, why don't, why don't you come on and we we can we can talk about it together? I think it'll be interesting to get to get your insight into this as well. So what uh, we we were we were told this quite some time ago, and um, we felt that it wasn't the right time to talk about the fact that Henry Cavill has been talking to Marvel, and one of the main reasons for that was because of what was going on with the Restore the Snyderverse movement. Um, at the time, so this was, I believe this was back in May. I'm pretty sure this was back in May when I, when, uh, I came to you with that, James, wasn't it? Yeah, Hello. I believe it was. And <laughs> yeah. we also had to, um, what's so funny, Clint? I'm just laughing because it was a dead silence. Yeah, it was like, you guys hate your dead air, man. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was just thinking, it was, I don't want to give it like an exact date because that's another reason why we decided to hold on to it. Yeah, it was not just because we saw the universe, but also to protect the sources, right? Yeah. yeah, and 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 again, it's it's also. I mean, we've been actively kind of moving, like this. The scoop game is not what we're about. We talk about the news, and, and and we we like that's what we like to do. That's what I like to do with you, Clint, and that's what I like to do with you, James. Uh, you, I mean, one one of the things about posting an article like that is that you do get a lot of um, <laughs> backlash, and a lot of that backlash comes from um, people that are very very passionate, and of course they're passionate because there's a lot to be passionate about with comic book movies, uh, but they want to see Henry Cavill as Superman, and they see this news as being like, this means that he's not going to be playing Superman anymore. Well, first off, I want to tell you that. When people are talking, it's not necessarily final. I mean, a lot of people are saying Captain Britain is is the role that he's up for. So again, full, full disclosure, I don't know which role he was talking to them about. It could be Captain Britain. It could be I don't know Adam Warlock. Some, it could, some are saying Hercules, but I, it could I, be I Hercules. I doubt that as well. But I, whatever whatever ends up happening, it doesn't. This doesn't necessarily spell the end for Henry Cavill as Superman. So that's that. That's one of the things that I wanted to say. No, but what was interesting yeah. about the story, right? About yeah. the scoop was the fact that he was meeting with Marvel. Yeah, you know, that, that that was the, that, that was me, the that's, news. That's great news. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean to like to me that's a that's a great article, um, and that's an interesting development because I love the behind the scenes stuff. That's why yeah. I started to fall in love with the scoops because I always wanted to know what. Uh, what Christopher Nolan was doing with this trilogy and what Kevin Feige was doing to build up Marvel and then the inner workings mm -hmm. and the production side of all this stuff. Not, you know, like like the clout game or whatever. I mean, you almost... we had like, we sat on this for two months. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting development that he's meeting with Marvel. I think anyone would be interested to hear that. It's not, mm -hmm. oh, trash us now because we're giving you news that he's not at DC anymore. Yeah, you don't know, shoot or, the messenger, DC yeah, fans. That's the thing, but unfortunately, in today's climate, that's that's how it is. That's and everyone on Twitter can just they they want to talk smack or bash because they're on Twitter, and that's what it is. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah. everyone is so obsessed with what they want to be obsessed with, they can't they can't look through all that murk and and see like how like you always say, Clint. We should be happy that we're getting all these products to to enjoy and to entertain ourselves, and I agree with that. You know, and then if we get little bits of insider news, 
like up to date in their insider news of what's going on that's even better mm. you know and i think i think the moral of this story is that everyone has to be just more like clint <laughs> uh I ain't, I ain't that's what i think that's, is that, that's is that the moral <laughs> yeah oh, i think boy. so just like just like <laughs> everything yeah that's all you gotta do just like everything and you're good I mean, I like I, Marvel, I, the difference I, between liking everything and 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 spreading positivity or negative. Yeah, I think th at the end of the day, if you want to spread negativity, that's fine. Because if you're super invested in, in an actor that doesn't even know you exist, <laughs> but yet there's a million other local artists around you that could use that support, go ahead. My rant yeah. is done. <laughs> and I think you deserve a clap. Yeah, yeah I think, I'm, I think, I'm going I think. for it. Yeah, <laughs> <scroll>. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> But no, that that was that was that was what we were told. We were told this a while ago. We sat we we sat on it for a while because we both I think both you and I, James, knew what would happen if we posted that article when when we were told about it. Um, oh, we would have gotten huge clicks and and well, it, it would have been great. You know what I mean? But then, but it would have been doing a disservice at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and I. I Go on, go on, Clint. I was gonna say, and I sent you an article a couple days ago. I was like, "Hey, dude, check out this, check out this news." I thought I was like, "Uh, -uh this looks familiar to me." Yeah, that, like, was oh. funny. that was funny because that that was literally like you're like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" And I think it it was. I'm not. We're not going to name the the outlets that did this. I, I almost did. I was like, mm, "No, we're not, no, no, we, no, we, we, That's not positive. We don't. We don't no. call people out. But what what was funny is that there's literally no there's no reference back to the original article, which yes, it was our article. But you know, it, this this stuff happens um, often. Uh, you know, it, 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 it happens actually a lot. Yeah, uh, but I give credit where credit's due. There are some places that do actually reference you a lot, and one of them is oddly enough, we got this covered, uh, which always seems to link back to the right sources. Which I just find hilarious, uh, but yeah, well, I know in Gigasi there was one that wasn't even bothering to. They would just hide the source in a word or something. Well, so, oh, oh, there was one particular place. Yeah, one one site. So, um, <laughs> so I said to Mikey, I'm like, all right, that's what we're gonna start doing for their articles. We started oh, doing man. it. We started doing it, and then they started trying to suck to suck up to us on Twitter, but mm -hmm. we didn't play that game. And now we still just link it in a word. We don't even mention yeah. their name, and it's bit them in the ass. I even approached the owner too, like months ago, about it. Like, hey, do you mind mentioning the site? No, no, it's up to the author's discretion. But now they they feel bad, and it's <clears throat> and it's really hurting them for traffic. Oh well, and it oh. it just gets negative. It's I think it's just best to 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 take the high road. And people that don't want to do that and want to want to be douchebags, let them be douchebags. Yeah. It, it, like whatever, man. I know I'm doing the right thing, uh, and and uh, at the end you're going to be the winner. And people look at you like you got class, and uh, I think that's the way to be. Yeah, that's so. the only one where we hide the links and words, man. I'll tell you, it's there's nothing <laughs> wrong with giving someone a taste of their own medicine. I I I don't do that on small screen, and you know that. I know you don't. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, because um, I mean, it, it's just one. It's one of those things. And this this story blew up, which uh, which is fine. That's not why we. That's not why we posted it. Like we posted it because we thought it was. We thought it was a good time to post it. Like. You know, I think it's good for Henry Cavill as well. Like that, that this is happening. Um, he's 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 attached to a lot of projects now, <laughs> so he's doing very well. The Witcher season two is coming out in December, so you know, uh, he's got a he's got what's it called? Um, 
that film, that Matthew Vaughan film that's coming out, the 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 spy thriller one, Argyle. Argyle, it, Argyle. Yeah. So he's Spe- and the the Rosie Project as well. Speaking of staying positive, are you gonna are you gonna get resentful of uh, Henry Cavill if he takes uh, your Captain Britain role? No, no, because okay. if honestly, if there's anyone that can take that role uh, and also beat me in a fight over it, it's, it's Henry Cavill. <laughs> so, you, can always, you can always be on his uh, his sidekick. Yeah, I could be mini Captain Britain or Captain Britain Junior or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's fine uh, as long as may, maybe the one thing i'd like to do is voice him in an animated tv show i think that'd be fun that, that'd that be fun to do because i'm pretty sure i could do that voice uh yeah so uh but that that was that was so now this is the official end of the marvel chunk <laughs> there we go can voice lobo <clears throat> yes you can voice lobo clint yeah yeah uh, and uh and and uh, i'm gonna do this so that we know where to clip it uh, right, let's move on to the DC chunk and uh, and Robert Pattinson, or as I like to call him, Robert Pattinson. That's or, what I like to call him. Yes. Well, I'm going to try and come up with another silly name for him. Schmobert Blattinson. Right. Uh, so I call him <laughs> Bat Edward. Because <laughs> it's, it's Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's okay. It could be his. It's okay. Edward could be his arch nemesis, Captoed Britannica. Well, <laughs> well, I've seen this a lot. <laughs> it's not calling me Captoed. Oh, whatever. But uh, yeah. So, um, w- 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 well, okay. Again, uh, we're going to get into some interesting areas about uh, involving Robert Pattinson and, and the Batman. So the the news is that Robert Pattinson will be in more Batman films. So this was we were told this. Uh, I mean. At the big, well, beginning of last week, I think I was told this because I was basically um, messaging a lot of representatives over at Warner Brothers, asking them about the rumors to do uh, with Robert Pattinson and, and Matt Reeves not getting along. I was like, "Look, can you can you please just tell me something uh, so that I can kind of quash these rumors that are going around?" Uh, I'm not going to start talking about where these rumors come from, but if you read anything on Reddit and 4chan, do not believe a single word you read. Because uh, there have been lots of reports going around that Robert Pattinson and, and Matt Reeves don't want to work together. They hate each other. Uh, they despise one another. <sighs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, basically, that's not true. Uh, none of that's true. Uh, Robert Pattinson has actually just signed a new deal, uh, and which will make him a producer of all things Batman moving forward, basically. So that's TV shows as well he's going to be developing. And uh, one of the things he's going to be doing is a Batman sequel. And they've apparently the executives at Warner Brothers, and this was I was I was told this by a source that I know quite well, and I've known quite well all my life. But um, uh, they, they were like, "Look, the the buzz around here is it's insane. This movie is so good, and they cannot wait for people to see it. And when it's gonna, it's coming out in uh, 2022, I think. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm. Uh, now I'm just incredibly pumped for this movie. The other bit of news was that Matt Reeves—they want Matt Reeves and, and Robert Pattinson to come back for a second one. Apparently, they've already agreed on that, and they're all good with that. So, why? Uh, the question I want to ask you, Clint, yes, is why is there such negativity around Robert Pattinson, and why are there all these stories saying that Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves hate one another? Because people need clicks. How do I get you to come, uh, 
you know, come click on my thing and watch my YouTube video. Click I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be <laughs> negative because negativity sells. Look at every article, every single thing. It's always something negative uh, that, that sells. I was looking at trending. Uh, I got on Google uh, uh, trends uh, topics and started looking yeah. at some different topics. They're all negative. It's all negative. And that's what the, that's what the media tends to do. In, uh, in a lot of cases, the most popular things right now, like Britney Spears, it's a, Oh, it's so negative. You know, that it's, that's just what sells is controversy. It's like tabloid stuff. So if you, in that, it's been that way for decades and decades yeah. and decades. The National Enquirer or the so what is it, the Sun and in, in, in yeah yeah it's like, the, yeah, it, the most outrageous thing. People are going to go. No kidding. I'm going to get that because it makes good drama. It's good drama. So mm -hmm. so t so uh, hey. So check this out. Um, it's been recently reporting uh, reported that uh, Robert Pattinson and, and Matt Reeves are getting along just great. And the film's going to be great. Uh, in other news, that doesn't sound good. Who wants to watch <laughs> that? Who wants to read that, you know, or watch that video? But guys, it's getting rough. They're on the verge of, of trashing the project. This is going to be one of uh, Warner Brothers biggest failures, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like people are like, oh, crap. It may, it's gossip. It's all it is is gossip, and uh, and that's what piques people's interest and gets clicks. That's why they're they're uh, saying that stuff. And sometimes uh, it's some hater that doesn't like Twilight, and so he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, this movie's gonna suck." Blah blah blah. And then he and then he'll twist something, and somebody will make something up, and somebody else will post it on Reddit. And next thing you know, uh, it's a game of telephone that i heard that that uh i heard that robert pattinson is died and it's this is a cg version of him you know what i mean the next thing you know it's some bullshit That's story it's, it's, yeah, all over again. yeah and it's in uh you know uh i heard another uh another report today that from uh you know daniel rickman He's like an uh, insider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should I not have said his name? No, no, no. It's fine. Well, what what's he had to say? Well, he he posted a thing, and it was I I can't remember if it was we got this covered or who it was, but it was an article where they said, and the source at the very bottom said Patreon. So I think it's this guy's yeah, Patreon where he has yeah yeah, and and uh, they said that uh, that Pattinson. Uh, got offered or or struck a 20 million dollar deal for his second uh mm. batman for batman mm. 2 and that he got the 5 million for batman 1 but for batman 2 he's supposed to get 20 million dollars yeah so i don't know if it's baloney or not but thinking about it when i read that i was like oh is that right i was like yeah they're boy they're just fighting aren't they they're they're just fighting and not getting along if they're if they're gonna be given <laughs> Given him, sources have must... told me it, that yeah. Robert Pattinson <laughs> was was annoyed because they only gave him twenty million dollars to do the second one. Yeah, if if that's if that is at all true, if that's an exaggeration or it's the truth, but it just just the idea that they've already before the first one came out uh, have have already mm. agreed to do a second Batman, um, then obviously the first movie is doing well and looks really good because otherwise yeah. they would wait until the movie came out and if it flopped or just kicked ass, then they would make an offer for it. So it must be fantastic it to, for, for, uh, and so that, that gets me super excited because it has yeah. to be great for them to even offer a second, uh, movie. I mean, I mean honestly, it's a lot. You 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 hit the nail on the head. Like that, you, I could not have put it any better myself. I probably would have put it much much worse. But um, 
like honestly it's it, it, yeah it's it's and it's funny that you said like oh the an article says everything's great robert patterson and matt reeves love one another and they want to make another one won't get any clicks that's literally the article that we put up <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it didn't do that well so you, you, know, have to, it, <laughs> you have to you have to put a negative twist so you got to be like all of these other new sites <clears throat> are complete baloney or bullshit you know and then and then say and then you know or say yeah. like how this is me giving you a lesson on how to do a magazine even though i'm not a writer <laughs> yeah uh all, all, all the other sites are lying uh <laughs> reports are bullshit uh for batman the truth is and then and then people will uh, dot 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 and then they have to click to see what the truth is um Danzig has a question. The Suicide yes. Squad comes out in the next two weeks and also on the 5th of August. Restore this air cut Twitter trend will happen. Have you heard any news? Read the cut from your sources. Well, Edward did write an article months ago saying that the air cut does exist. And mm. then David Ayer um, tweeted out, uh, no, it does not exist. And then just like last month, he said it did exist. So and everyone uh, called out Edward saying, oh, look at your sources are bad and stuff. It doesn't exist and everything. But we all knew it was covered. Like the first thing that actors and directors have to do is say they have to deny. So yeah, um, Edward's known for a while. Uh, but do you have any new news? Because I honestly don't think it's going to be coming out until after August, or if anything, probably around Christmas. No, no, it does yeah. come out. No, it, it it won't it won't come out until well well after. If it does come out at all, it won't come out until well 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 after the Suicide Squad's been released. Um. So I mean, again. It, it the the pro the problem with Warner Brothers is that well they're under new management now aren't they so they they've got other things to figure out before whether thinking are we going to release this cut in the end or not uh, so the difference with with the the air cut is that it's it's done and they don't have to spend any money on it they just have to do some marketing for it which would be pretty simple yeah the the marketing for that film it would be very very simple. So but then they also have to weigh their um, see they're in a unique position right now because they have the experience of Zack Snyder's Justice League being released. Yeah. And then they, they have the unique experience of seeing how the fans <clears throat> reacted and yeah. how they reacted post release. Right. I'm seeing all over online now that people are upset because they feel WB lied to them and cheated them because they didn't get a theatrical release. Well, yeah, but they would have got a theatrical release. They would. Uh, the, the 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 fact of the matter is, they would have got a theatrical release if it wasn't for COVID. But there, there would have been that for sure because yes. a lot of people are saying that it HBO Max needed content and subscribers, and that's why they greenlit Zack Snyder's Justice League. There would have been yeah. special. There would have been special screenings. There, there they would have been, been that, in New York and yeah, yeah. That, that's well. that's as much as they would have done. They they would have gotten a few. But I think uh, because it's too damn long, like mm. like they're not going to do that. Yeah. That's that's the whole reason Warner Brothers is like, you got to make this movie two hours in the first place is because they want more screenings yeah. per day to sell more. They're not going to. That's valuable. That's valuable time. And yeah, uh, valuable yeah. real estate. But they they needed new subscribers for HBO Max. Now, mm -hmm. you take into everything they've seen, <clears throat> what happened with Restore the Snyderverse and then this motion comic. And then the actors getting on board, and then it just turning into a big uh, kerfuffle, to be politely. Um, do you think the studio is going to want to risk that fan base again? If they release that's a good point. That's a, that's a very good point. Way, they're in a unique position to see how, like, yeah, you're shaking your head, but if how much money is it going to make or keep the subscribers? 
You know, yeah. how many people canceled their HBO Max subscription after Ansarno said the Snyderverse was dead? Like, honestly, we've been covering this for a long time now. We know how the Snyder, uh, how us fans of the Snyderverse react and mm. how a certain segment of the fan base reacts. Um, mm. But there's there's a lot of pushback against the studio all the time. Now, do you think they're going to want to go through that with the air cut? Or they, like, they thought maybe they could release Zack Snyder's Justice League and then it would be done and then they wouldn't hear anything anymore and everyone would be happy? Right? I don't think, if, I don't they think they're... So they're not that. Im- then they're gonna. They're, there's already. Sorry, Clint. I'm almost done. They're I'm also relating the, the, the Schumacher cut. People are wanting to see Joel Schumacher's cut of Batman Forever. You know. I'm done now, Clint. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're that emotionally involved, man. I think we are because we love the the characters. Mm-hmm. They're not that emotionally involved. They're looking at this thing and they say, "Look, we have this material." We have this content, and uh, and and we have a platform that needs content, needs good stuff that's got uh, built-in cult followings. That's that's why they that's why all these people, all these companies keep going out and buying different things. They want a built-in audience, and DC already has that, so they can they can just throw this thing onto onto uh, uh, HBO Max. Just and it, they've got proof. We've we've been uh, we've been laughing and high-fiving and how how uh how much the snyder cut kicked ass after they after they said no for so long and, and it was a big victory for the fans of the of the of snyder and uh and so it's super easy for them to throw that thing out throw the air cut out um they could play games on social media all all those guys do that kevin feige says that this thing isn't happening or different different people say that they're not in movies but they are and and like <clears throat> i'm like Oh, we're so fa- I'm so hurt that uh, that Jonathan Majors lied to me. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna unsubscribe from Disney Plus. No, it, it, uh, I'm gonna watch everything that comes out. And I'm like, oh, uh, there's there's a lot whole lot of reasons that they say what they say. Some of it is internal politics. Things haven't been been greenlit. Sometimes there's NDAs. There's uh, I mean, I think I think that air cut's gonna come out. Uh, possibly i don't know <laughs> like uh, possibly <laughs> okay uh, but he, i d- i but, disagree with you um but it, but I as far as the fans i don't think they give no, a shit about that i fan. think I th- actually i think they they do watch they do watch the trends and they do play the game of social media um i i do believe that and that was it does it matter to them i think it does matter to them too little for the first time in history of warner brothers you have a very vocal active fan base that hates them and there's campaigns against them, and then there's uh, news outlets writing articles about it. You know, so score the Snyder versus trending. Uh, release the air cut is trending. You know, I mean. So you're ahead. saying you're saying they're afraid to to offend the audience, and then and then uh, and to and to keep <clears throat> from doing that, they're not going to release something that everybody wants to see. No, what I'm saying is they're in a unique position to learn from their past experience of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And to weigh the pros and cons, if it's a hassle or not, you know, because I think they they put out Zack Snyder's Justice League for two reasons: one, because they need subscribers on HBO Max, and two, so they can stop hearing about restore the Snyder or release the Snyder yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, that's those two reasons why I think they did it. You know, because they were getting I, they were getting death threats, they're getting bomb, uh, not letter bombs, but like a lot of letters in the mail. You know, uh, Ray Fisher, you know. He, everyone loves Ray Fisher, and they want him to. Do, um, they want WB to do good for him and everything, and I agree with that. 
But if there wasn't this passionate fan base bringing this all to attention, it would have just been forgotten in the news like everything else. I right? think with, with the regime change, I think the new the new guys are going to look at, at this and say, okay, uh, what can... Do we have any f- content that's already made that we could get some more subscribers? They just want subscribers. Yeah, but they and, did that. And, 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 yeah, no, but listen, it's that. listen, listen. It's it's an it's a new regime, so they're not they're not the bad guy. Warner Brothers is the bad guy. This is Discovery, so they they can come in like heroes and go, "Hey, we're here to make make happy with all with all of the filmmakers that were pissed off, and now we're going to make good with all the fans that are pissed." This is how it could be spun: the fans that are pissed off, we're sorry how Warner Brothers behaved in the past, but we're in charge now. And uh, and you guys want the air cut? We got it right here, man. They weren't going to do it, but we'll do it. Let's throw it on HBO uh, Max and be sure to subscribe. You know, mm, and yeah, I think they were I think smart. That's, they wouldn't, but they're not going to do that. I mean, and we already caught it, kind of saw that play out in the past with Jason Killer on HBO Max. Everyone was painting him as the hero, as his the one that AT&T pushed to release the Snyder Cut. But now we're not getting the Snyderverse. Now everyone's mad at Jason Killer. Yeah. Mm. So, so what are you what are you saying? What do you think? Do you think they're just going to uh, just uh, maybe sell D- uh, DC to somebody else because they're sick of the fan base? I'm saying I think that they are wanting to see how the new Suicide Squad movie comes out and the reaction. What they want is this whole fan base to go away so then go back to making movies, right? And then just make the movies and lock in the contracts. That's what they want. But they're in a unique position to learn from the past, and that's probably got them on the fence about the air cut, and they're trying to decide if they should release it or not. That's you what know, I think. You, you, I think you've got a point. What they want is for the, the Snyderverse fans to go away but still watch their movies. <laughs> that's probably that, that, right. That, that, that's well, what they want, they want. Yeah, they want it to go back to where, they, yeah. okay, this person is in this movie and he's playing Batman and he does a yeah. couple and then, okay, and then, and then, oh, that, he's not playing Batman anymore. He's been recast. All, you know what we used to say? It's like, oh, that's a shame, but okay, I'm looking forward to the next Batman. Yeah. That's what we used to say. But this and is, then, but now it's like more... there's campaigns like make the Batman yeah. movie and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I'm putting, and it's only with WB. So it's putting them in a, like there's a there's a big spotlight on them for this, you know. There is a reason why it's only with WB though. It's because they've made some terrible decisions. Yeah, and horrible, like, horrible. But do you think Dan Stronoff would go in and say the Snyderverse is dead, and then say that the uh, it's uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League was a one and done? If they actually cared about the fans and wanted the subscribers, no, they wanted the subscribers for HBO Max, so they greenlit Zack Snyder's Justice League, gave them seventy million dollars, right, and hoped that they could move on from that. And things to go back to normal will be like, oh, that's too bad he's not playing him anymore. Uh, I'm going to wait for the next movie. Hmm. Hmm. But they they greenlit the thing, and the, these guys had their plan, and then the and the Snyder cut ruined their plans. That's what that's why they that's why they were not wanting anything to do with that. They'd already re re uh, written their idea of how things were supposed to be. They didn't they, they didn't want anything. Yeah, I'm talking about after after it was all said and done when Ann Saranoff said all that and all that. They have they've had plans that they had the trench, they had all these other things uh they had planned out and uh, that that were based off of the Justice League and the way the universe was already set up. And Snyderverse happened like they're supposed to be in charge of DC over here, and and then next thing you know, DC's happening on HBO. 
You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, that's not that screws up the continuity of what I'm working on. They didn't well, want yeah, that. Yeah, but they, you know? needed, they needed to compete with Disney and Netflix. Yeah, but that's mm. but, but what but I'm saying. I'm, I, that's the guys. Be, that's, that's what I mean. That's, they just wanted it to be a one and done. So I'm saying the guys down the hall uh, that that are controlling HBO Max, uh, they they don't care about DC films probably the same way that they didn't care with the with the Snyderverse. They want content for their streaming service. That's that's what I think anyway. I think yeah. if it's if it's done and it's easy, it's easy and cheap, uh, and there's an audience, why the hell wouldn't you? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Now, now as far as now. now as people as far as the DC people planning out the DC universe, uh, you know those people are looking at at it uh, a completely different way because they have their plans and everything's supposed to be connected or completely not connected. However, they feel like handling it this week, but uh, you know. Anyway, yeah. no, exactly, exactly. But the business, the business people this- don't care about the 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 nerd keyboard wor- warrior as much as we think that they they would. Until uh, it starts affecting the bottom line, where you have actors and directors leaving, which you have had. Right. Yeah. And it's- well, I think by the bit of Zeus puts it correctly. He says. You are both correct, but it'll go where the money is. Yeah. <laughs> Especially it. when it's already if it's already made and it doesn't cost them anything, they they don't yeah. care. People are going to go out of curiosity to watch watch it. Now, will it get a full theatrical release? I I doubt it. I think it's no. going to be a straight to HBO Max thing. Yeah, but look, Zack Snyder's Justice League was great <clears throat> for the fans, being released for the fans. Right? I really enjoyed it. I'm very happy. I was I really wanted to see his vision, and I'm glad we got that. But it was a lot of bad press for WB afterwards, especially with Snyder on that GQ article throwing zings at them or going on live shows. And the, the Hollywood Reporter as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. An Star and, and uh, Deadline. Yeah, and it's not well, De- Deadline is very much in Warner Brothers. Sorry. Um, variety. But it's not good for WB. It doesn't look good for WB. No. Uh, there's been a lot of bad press for the last couple of years with WB. And, they're, and I think they are weighing the pros and cons because they don't want to see that happen again with David Ayer. Which even though it already kind of is. <clears throat> I think I think what's gonna happen, right, is we're not gonna see anything until twenty twenty two. Like and we're we're not gonna see anything until um until this current regime is, is officially gone. Until Emmerich and Sarnoff and even I mean to a certain degree, um Walter Hamada have been shipped off somewhere else. Uh, and then Zaslav was the lion. <laughs> I always think of the the, the is this Aslan. That's I always think of Aslan. Um, until until like he will bring in a new bunch of people. I'm pretty sure relatively quickly. I think then we might end up seeing some sort of like Suicide Squad. I don't think they'll call it David Ayer's Suicide Squad. I think they'll call it like a just director's cut or something like that. And they'll they'll release it on on hbo max and just and and i don't i'm not even sure whether they'll have like a big fanfare about it i think they'll literally just drop it and then and then people will be like huh <laughs> like what's going on and i think david a might just do do some press about it himself the way Zack snyder did and i think that i think that'll be it and they'll, they'll hope that that can satisfy the fans and they can move on because even even though like we, even though we know, were like, we would love to see the Snyderverse continue in some form or, or or another. We know that Warner Brothers, even when Zaslav is in charge, will still want the main Batman films to do the brunt of the money. They they'll yeah. want those films to make them that make the big bucks. That's why they're keeping 
Robert Patterson and Matt Reeves around because they, they, they see them as the future. I don't think they see... I don't think they ever saw the Snyderverse as the future. I think they really did see it as ending after, you know, once Zack Snyder was gone and they brought in Joss Whedon, that was it uh, for them. And well, Yeah, uh, I think they, they even want to end before that, after BVS got all yeah, the yeah, reaction yeah. and it didn't make a billion dollars like Avengers did, right? Yeah, and that's why there was that big course correction yeah. with Justice League, why they were talking about it being a more uplifting and hopeful movie than the previous ones they made. And to find out more, go watch our History of the Snyderverse video right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, YouTube. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I, I agree with you, but I just and I, I I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I don't think Zaslav is gonna be the saving angel that everyone's no, I don't think so either. You know, no. he's it's a huge merger, he's got stock options to worry about, he's got employees to worry about. They're gonna go if the Batman's a huge success, they're gonna you know, they're saying multiversity and stuff or multiverse and stuff, but I don't know. I don't think this whole Zaslav thing is gonna work out either. Everyone wanted Jason I Killer to be the savior of WB, right? Yeah, but we're also seeing with hope, Marvel, Alfred. Hope. Yeah, but we're also faith, seeing Alfred, faith. Faith, damn it, faith. Alfred, I get that faith. one wrong every time. <laughs> we're also we're also seeing with what's going on with Marvel at the moment how difficult it is to do a multiverse properly. Now, I re that's where I really really worry about the Flash movie because I I get the impression that they're just kind of throwing all their eggs into that basket and they're kind of going right. We're going to just let's get everyone in that movie. Let's get. Michael Keaton back. Let's get Ben Affleck back to be in that film. Who knows? Like maybe there's rumors that Gal Gadot might be in it as well, and that um, what the Linda Carter might. Is it Linda Carter? Is that her name? Linda it, Carter. It, yeah, I yeah. heard that too. Like that, that she might Linda be in Hamilton. it as well. <laughs> no, well, not, not Linda Hamilton. <laughs> That'd be uh, funny. She turns out. Oh, Schwarzenegger turns out in that film as well. Uh, well I get. I get. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I get the impression. That it's just all very haphazard with that film, and, and I think, <laughs> I do, oh, yeah, oh, you can say that, Arnie, but I think I'm right, and I, and I and I really do wonder whether they are. Don't take it really... so personal, because I said Mr. Freeze. That's know, the only clip I, I have. I know, I know, I know, uh, but I, I do, I do genuinely. Knock it off, you two! This is a live stream. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. That's that's I suppose all of that to say <laughs> I, it might happen, it might not. I mean, you can I think it's uh I think it's silly to get yourself worked up this this early. Uh like yeah. oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a mess, complete cluster, you know, like uh, uh we'll just have to wait and see. You're absolutely right. Like yeah, it could completely suck. Like any movie that's about to come out, it could completely suck. So that's I mean We'll just have to hope. I just hope people stop doing the stupid multiverse thing. Like, uh, come on. We got we got Star Wars. We got uh, Star Trek. We've got DC. We've got Marvel. Uh, like, Star Wars. Uh, it's like all... And then Star Trek. J.J. Abrams for Star Trek. Yeah, we got Q. Uh, the whole Q multiverse thing. And then you had, like, the the world... What is it? The world between worlds or whatever with the... With the with Star Wars, and it's like it's given me a, a brain Q freeze. wasn't really multiverse, though. Q was more of a, a um, no, but the up and coming, the oh, up the, and coming the thing, that, too. You think they're gonna do they're doing the that's, multiverse thing? That's what I'm understanding that there's some kind of weird time travel kind of element. To well, it. that's that goes. Have you seen Next Generation? The yeah, yeah, of so um, all good things, the last episodes, yeah, that's more of a travel through time, but Next Generation actually does has done the multiverse um 
it was called Parallels. It was episode of Dwarf, where he comes back from a Bantliff tournament, and he hits this uh, this kind of weird wave in space. And don't worry, I'm not going to cut myself off, Edward. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> Anyways, he comes back, and it's his birthday, and, he's, and he doesn't like cake or whatever. But at the end, there's like all these enterprises coming from all these different multiverses. So yeah, they did do it, but it's not. It wasn't. It was canon, but they never really mm. explored it, except uh, when they had the evil universe with Spock beard and everything. But I did want to yeah. say, uh, Rajna said, <coughs> "Excuse me. I think Zaslav is different. He's going where the money is, and the anti Snyder execs won't be there to convince him otherwise." Okay, so I have a question for you too. When is this Warner Media Discovery merger going through? Uh, well, it's, it's not going to happen for some, like officially for some time. For like, like a year or two, right? Yeah, maybe even more. But it all depends on what. It's it's all political now because uh, the whole thing is about monopolies, isn't it? So, yep. um, whether whether I think it will go through, uh, probably twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Okay, we'll, but we I mean, have Hamada in his contract yeah. till twenty twenty four, right? Yeah, is that right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it 2024? Maybe. <coughs> or is it 2022? I think it might be 2022. Yeah, yeah. I think June 2022 all, exists. All I know is when you get a new regime, they fire everybody and, and put <laughs> yeah. the people that they like in, in the spots, the people that they feel exactly. comfortable working yeah. with, and then uh, and then they blame everything on the old regime and they, they talk about why the way they do things is better. The at and merger. Let's say that again. Yeah, but AT and T is different. So AT and T were just li literally coming, and they just wanted the money. They didn't really care what was happening. Also, and I think they did put in Toby. They put in some people into positions of power, like. And Cuba. they were also a film. I mean, they were also a phone company. Not not a. They didn't have a whole uh, network or a whole thing set up with the. You know. Uh, right. With so as, Discovery as, has their reality shows, and they're going to come in and and merge with Warner Brothers. Mm. Right. Yeah. Zaslav's going to save but the day with his reality. He's going to save the day in a Batman reality show. And here's <laughs> the here, here, uh, that'd be awesome, uh, dude. That would be a really cool. Uh, it kind of like cops or something, uh, like a really cool, <laughs> at least like like YouTube channel where you it's like you go watch the YouTube show where it's like Batman. All right, Batman, today we're Batman. What you gonna like, do? Yeah, today. All right. <laughs> Guys, yeah, today we're gonna we're gonna go. We got a, another call. Uh, Commissioner Gordon just threw up the bad signal. He always does this. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a false alarm, but I gotta I gotta check on it just in case. Um, I usually code, you know, and it follows him in in the Batmobile. It'd be really cool. Um, <laughs> AT and T are telecommunications, but yeah, they, but they own streaming and media company now. And well, no, they don't anymore. That's the whole thing. They, they want to sell the whole thing. Yeah, but it's not gone through. Okay, so what I'm saying is yeah. when AT&T and Warner Brothers merged, right, HBO Max was created and AT&T pushed for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they have a say in what happens with the content coming out of Warner Media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So right. they own Warner Media. That's right, it. but, they're, exactly. but they're they weren't an entertainment. They weren't an entertainment business that that knows how to how to do that. They 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 bought one, and they yeah. said cool, and and they bought something that was already set up. Discovery is really good about about creating stuff and seeing what sells and what doesn't, and and giving creators and content creators the the resources and and you know it starting shows and they're like cool we're going to jump into the to the not reality version of this we've already got infrastructure and streaming all over the world that hbo max didn't have you know i mean it's it's a it's 
looking pretty good according to what they say in the press. It's all spin. And that's what that's what uh that's what they're going to say. If people are if people are upset, uh if the if the internet is as upset as as you say they are when and I believe it. They <laughs> they uh they're going to just they're just going to play off of that and tell them that they were right and that this new guy is going to do will. it they will they'll say they'll, or maybe they won't say they're right maybe they'll 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 walk around it but they'll find a, a way to tiptoe around whatever they're pissed off about and then make it look like this new guy is trying to do the best for the fans and so that's do you what think, gonna... you think we're going to get mythbusters meets batman <laughs> no <laughs> how about uh, deadliest catch meets aquaman yeah i don't know that'd be awesome yeah i think so yeah. But I, I think I think the, the any inter, internet drama they're gonna they're gonna spin something together that that's gonna uh, placate those people. <laughs> it's what they're gonna do, and and it'll be something very clever that they pay somebody a bunch of money to come up with, and and uh, and then they'll run with it, hmm. and then they'll do then they'll make money. That's what they do. Blame the old the old regime. And uh, and do that, and then they'll get a bunch of subscribers because the new guys, these guys are our saviors, and and then it'll be fine, it'll be great, and then we'll get the air cut, and then we'll get a bunch of like new action figures. And uh... see what what they're gonna do. What Warner Brothers is gonna do is they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna find they're gonna find every single person that's tweeted hashtag release the air cut, and they're gonna send them. Uh, they're gonna they get they they're gonna get Father Christmas. Uh, Santa Claus to go and put a copy of the air cut in each and every one of your because I'm pretty sure everyone that's watching this show has probably ha put that hashtag out into your stockings on Christmas Eve. I thought and you were going to say that uh, they were going to go to their houses and beat them up like. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I was going to get them. They're going to get whacked. Yeah. Anybody talking funny, smack? Yeah. You're going to get whacked. They're going to get every single person. That's <laughs> I was like, I didn't even just. Discovery was owned by the mob. It's like the mob now. The mob's taking over. You got a problem gonna, with HBO well, Max? Once they beat you, they're gonna be like, "Do you still want the fucking air cut to be released? Do you still want the Snyderverse to be restored?" <laughs> Say my name. Yeah, like... Hanging people off balconies and stuff. No. Where's the air cut? <laughs> I don't even like air. Don't drop me. Yeah, that's actually Warner Brothers just a front for the CIA to make fake movies to go rescue hostages. Oh my god! <laughs> I just watched Argo last night again. <laughs> oh dear, that'd be hilarious. That's the very. That's a very very good. Uh, we should make that movie. <laughs> well, did. Hey, did you guys notice we have a new Batgirl coming up for HBO? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Leslie Grace uh, in, in in the Heights. She's she's in she's now Batgirl. <laughs> um, yeah, and and this Batgirl movie is confusing me because it's like, okay, you've got you've got Leslie Grace as Batgirl. That's great. Um, I was thinking that this could this could connect to the Batman because. Uh, Leslie Grace is not a white redheaded woman. Uh, she, she, you know, she is. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure, like, of her heritage, but she, well, she's American. But uh, so, you know, she's not the comic book accurate version of the character. I saw a lot of people getting rather annoyed about that online. I was like, you know what? That they cut, they cast Jeffrey Wright as 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 uh, Gordon as 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 uh, Jim Gordon, and people didn't seem to care that much when that yeah. they seemed to think that was cool. So, what's the difference with Batgirl? <laughs> 
anyway uh, i think i just want to see the movie that's it's got it's got directors as well hasn't it um the guys that did the bad boy the, the recent bad boys movie Oh yeah, uh, uh, that's uh, Adil El Arbi <laughs> and Balil Falad. I'm sure yeah. I butchered those names. Yeah, yeah, and then everyone going, "I wanted Karen Gillan." It's like, oh, all right, fine. <laughs> she, she's quite busy. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. there's going to be a different Batgirl in Titans. I yes. think that's yes. a different yeah. actress, uh, which is which is interesting, and I'm I'm excited for that new Titans. Mm. I mean. Uh, honestly, like until until uh, I d- I don't know much about this actor. I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen in the Heights, so I don't I don't know if she's any good in that. But like the the film, I think is going to be it's direct. It's written by uh, Christina Hodgson. I think is is her name. She's the the one that wrote uh, Birds of Prey, and that that movie got very very that was very cut. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> very very cut. I think so. The movie that we got wasn't exactly the film she wrote. Uh, and I think there's actually a kernel of a good film. Didn't in they have that some? Film. Didn't they have somebody else lined up for this uh, film, and then they and then they backed out? Um, uh, they had Joss Whedon. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah, to direct the Batgirl film, yeah. He's oh, going to write weird. and direct it, and then they got Christina Hodgson to write it. So I've already after, seen Ash. After he, yeah. he pitched Wonder Woman to the studio years before. Yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know because he loves women, uh, hey. so. He, <laughs> He wants to mansplain uh, women to women. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah, I think he said he couldn't come up with a good original story for Batgirl, so he decided not to be involved. Oh, I think I think he was fired. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I that's mean... weird. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's what he said after Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was so fired. Oh boy. Oh dear. But uh, I mean, you know, uh, I again, we can't really judge this film until we've seen it. <laughs> so I, I think I think she, she looks pretty cool. Uh, I think it's gonna be fine. <laughs> right, should it's, we move on? It's probably gonna suck. This is what I've seen on. It's probably gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, the actress is not even the the right color. <laughs> it's gonna be terrible. I I I don't even I don't know I don't even want people, to see it. People are gonna clip that out, Clint, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, Clint likes everything." Clint, <laughs> do not do that. Yeah, <laughs> if people are so stupid. Uh, I hate it. It's, for real, dude. It's like the same thing. I was talk, talking about with Eternals too. Like Eternals, people are Clint. There's there's another clip that's out of context, Clint. Yeah, people, people are so stupid though. Oh yeah, I'm not even excited about this movie. It's gonna suck. It's gonna be terrible. What the hell is wrong with you people? I, feel, I sound like offense. But what the hell is wrong with you people? Uh, it's uh, it's it's so funny, man. People are so ridiculous. Um, we'll we'll see if it's like I said before. We'll see if it sucks or not. I I've got faith, Alfred. Faith. Yeah, you got it right that time. I know. You got it right. Well that done. For, <laughs> that was for you, James. Should, should we should we end the DC chunk, right? I think we'll uh, end it on that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And I think what we'll do is we'll start talking about The Rock. Uh, one final bit of news before... I think we have a guest coming on in a second. Uh, cool. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson said he's done. Dwayne the Rock past... Johnson's going to come yeah. on the show? Yeah, he is. He's going to come yeah. on the show. <laughs> <We're> gonna... uh, <laughs> he said he's done with the Fast and Furious franchise. What do you think of that? Does that mean Hobbs and Shaw? 
No, it well, does this, not. It, yeah, this I, is what I was thinking. Does that mean that? But apparently not. No, because I looked it up. Here's the deal, <clears> man. Uh, reckon, uh, what is what is Sausage Head? Uh, <laughs> what? I can't think of his name right now. I'm happy. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Thank you. I only said that because that. Sausage yeah, head. there it is. Sausage. Vin Diesel's a. <laughs> the feud between them has been going on for 10 years. And I think The Rock is like, dude, I'm not going to make that guy any more money because Vin Diesel's producing the, these, these movies. He's making a ton of money off of these movies. And he's and The Rock is he's not hurting for money and he's not hurting for projects to work on. And he doesn't have to deal with this crap. And if he really wants to do the uh, do that character, play that character, he can go over with Jason Statham and do a Hobbs and Shaw, which he produced. He's one of the producers on that movie. So he's making he's making that producer money on the Hobbs and Shaw thing. So he he doesn't have to say goodbye to the character. But he can say goodbye to Vin Diesel, and I think yeah. that's a I think that's a beautiful thing for him. And uh, dude, if you're at the level of uh, uh, that the Rock's at, you don't need to be putting up with crap from anyone. You know what I mean? Like, you go do work on projects that make you happy, make you feel good, make you money, and and later, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that was Vin Diesel trying to trying to get a, an aggressive performance out of the Rock. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was absolutely ridiculous what he was saying. Oh, yeah, it's man, so, so funny. It's tough love. It's tough oh, love. It's tough love. I mean, imagine saying the the rock. Okay, so this is he's what the rock is. Someone that I'm a bit. I, I'm I like the guy. I don't like all his films. I think he's not a particularly great actor, but he's a very watchable one. Um, and I, and I think without let's be honest, without him, I really don't think the Fast and Furious would have got to eleven movies. Hello there. Hello. Oh, sorry. Hello there to Midwest ninety three. Uh, yeah. So, I I, I really I, I don't I don't think I, I think that franchise would have died. I think it would have crashed and burned. It was going a very bad way. And I and I I think James did say before that it was uh I'm blanking on his on the director's name now, Justin 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 Lin Lin. Uh, it was in part thanks to him as well. But the, the the addition of The Rock just kind of changed that franchise as well, just with the characters and stuff. Because let's be honest, Vin Diesel's character in it, Dominic Toretto, I'm amazed I remember that, uh, is very boring. Family. He is family. so boring. <laughs> the only interesting parts of those movies were the parts that he wasn't in. There's literally in the last one, Fast 8, there's a whole section of that movie without Dominic Toretto in it. Because what's Dominic Toretto doing? He's off doing some weird shit with Charlize Theron where he uh, apparently he's the villain uh, and and I'm, I was like this honestly I do not get this franchise I do not understand this franchise I I don't I get that people want to see like dumb fun like action with cars and stuff but we, it becomes problematic when the story and the action gets in the way and it's a lot of it is, is Vin Diesel's fault whenever he comes on the screen I'm like, oh, I'm completely lost interest in this. Which is why when I watched Hobbs and Shaw, I really liked that film. Because there was no Vin Diesel in it. The first Fast and Furious movie I really liked. Uh, yeah, but that was a B was movie. I, that yeah, was, I think I that saw was like the a, second, yeah. mo second movie. Then I didn't watch the third or fourth. And then I saw the fifth. I'm like, okay, that wasn't bad. But then when it really started amping up the, the entertainment value and, and the crazy stunts and getting into this kind of superhero kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this is fun. I don't remember anything that happens in the last three movies. Right. But I did watch them and it was fun. Hobbs and Shaw. I do remember a little bit. 
But I mean, if you have Jason Statham in The Rock, you know it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really, I, I think, I think Vin Diesel's. Um, I kind of think he's blown up his own franchise. He, he should have stopped acting after Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I like some of his pitch, uh, pitch black movies or whatever. Like his first one was it Pitch Black? What? Oh yeah, Pitch Black was. Yeah, that was yeah, good. That was that a was, great film. What was, was the what was the uh, comic book movie that he Except did? The Blo- second one, Blood uh, something. Uh, blood blood spots or oh, blood bloodshot 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 yeah uh, I that saw that that was no Clint I saw no. it in the theater in the middle <laughs> no. in the middle of the pandemic it was super fun to get out of the house and I went and sat there and it was just a real real bad movie but it was oh, thank, thank God no but you said it was the word not fun. good but it yeah, wasn't it was... fun it wasn't fun what about no. Riddick I you know what I take I take Riddick over I love those those are fun too. Pitch Black was great. Riddick was just like, oh, look at all these sci-fi guys in plastic armor. <laughs> yeah, this is nothing like the Pitch Black universe I, I loved. There's an independent <laughs> film turned into some like, it's like Robocop armor from the TV show. It's like so plastic. I think this this is the best show, the best movie he's been in, The Pacifier. I haven't seen that. Dan Ziggs says The Pacifier was a great film. I haven't, I haven't seen The, the Pacifier. I, I cannot say whether it's a good film or not. Uh, then, yeah. It's true. I think Boiler Room. He has hair. That's how long, <laughs> old. That's how old that movie is. Man, I, I I don't understand Vin Diesel. But being first off, I think that quote is the funniest quote of the year uh, that he said because it's Top literally 12. him being the the one where he's talking about tough love and yeah. wanting to get a performance out of the rock. What does what? What what is Vin Diesel thinking as a producer? I'm like, okay, we're going to take Dwayne Johnson, who's associated with wrestling, we're take we're going to force him force this cinematic world, dude. He he was doing movies way before like that. He was do, he was yeah. a star. It was a lame excuse. Uh, uh, and and the Rock had said some stuff on his posts where he was like, if it looks like I'm not at, like I'm not acting in some of these fight scenes it's because i'm not like yeah. really, he got him he got him he got him all worked up and apparently it was just tough love to get him where he needed to be to 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 really deliver on the scene it's i mean i've taken acting classes i mean that's just how it works you know yeah, you piss people off enough and then then they, they deliver an incredible performance let's not forget their contract where the punches have to be even yeah that's between it the has three to be even them. Isn't it? That's between all. That's between all three. Uh, Vin Diesel, Statham, Statham. And that's so stupid. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just ridiculous amounts of testosterone. My peepee has to be the same size as your peepee. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Vin. Your peepee's going to be nowhere the same size as Dwayne the Rock Johnson's. <laughs> Let, let's be honest here. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> they don't call him the Rock for nothing. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off, you two! This is a live stream. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, all right. Should, should we do? Do we have? Do we have anything else to talk about? I just we want to talk about peepees and, and the show on Dwayne the Rock's dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh my God! Uh, this has descended into pure yeah. and utter chaos. Oh dear! I'm sorry for any children watching. <laughs> um, we got a cocaineum request here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go on, go on, James. 
I'm, I'm doing the infinite scroll right now. You do, you do, do your have, work. Do your job. I, I have a question. Have y'all have y'all heard anything more about the Nightwing thing that the that the uh, Chris McKay was put supposedly working on? The guy no. who. Cocainum. Yeah. No, I haven't heard anything about. Yeah, it's a, the guy who directed Tomorrow War is, is supposed to be attached to something or or in talks about doing a Nightwing thing forever with HBO. Um, and Mike, can I ask you a question about the Tomorrow War sequel? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be called The Day After Tomorrow War? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but that's a that's a great. Uh, we'll do a prequel called The Yesterday War. Yeah, it's going to be called The called... Edge of Tomorrow War. Uh -oh. Tomorrow War. Two... <laughs> <laughs> a week after the, uh, I don't know yesterday Sorry, no, it's the, the next one will be yesterday's war because it's after war. yeah yeah uh the Kazakhs just put a brilliant a brilliant comment on gotta put first. It there you go Zeus there you go Zeus but Kazakh says stop talking about Dwayne's Johnson <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant well done in uh, Canada well done. you all you know um the Olympics is officially off when Dick Pound is trending. Did you know that? Because what? one of the representatives from Canada, his name is Dick Pound. Oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It was trending uh, today or yesterday. Dick, uh, yeah, I, f I remember hearing about that he guy. He knows what he's doing. Otherwise, he'd go by Richard Pound, right? Yeah, he yes. Dick Pound. <laughs> while, we're, while we're on this theme... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here, this is this is hilarious. There's a guy. There's a doctor at, that's well known here in uh, in Austin who recently oh, yeah. recently retired, but he does vasectomies. I heard and his name his name is Dick Chop. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Chop is his last name, and his name is Richard Chop. But he's just went he went full on with it, and his name is Dick Chop. And like I feel like I like have so much respect for this guy because if you grow up with the name Dick Chop. You've been hearing it your whole life, Didn't and instead he of change his name, no, no, that's just his name. And instead of letting life whittle him down to nothing, he he owned it. He embraced it, and he took that and created a created a vasectomy empire. Yeah. The guy's the most famous, and and everyone in the world wants to say that they got oh, their God. procedure done by Dick Chop. So I think it's a, <laughs> God bless that guy. Danzig, Danzig's got a. A good point here. Yeah, he did. Basil <laughs> spaceship. Apparently, oh, yeah. Elon Musk commented on a tweet. It, um, <laughs> some vibrator company made something called uh, <laughs> the, the after Basil ship. So it, it really cool. does look like a penis. That ship. Yeah, he is. That looked like one between them on that in that video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so we got, we got a guest on the show. Is is his his mic's uh, turn? Yeah, he's just here what's to up? Sit. Oh, hey, how's it going? How are you? Well, why don't you introduce yourself to the hello. to the viewers? All right, hello, small screen viewers. My name is Ravioli Supremo. I'm the worst content creator on YouTube. Hi, so, hi, Supremo. Ravioli James has obviously got in the house. James has obviously obviously got you into uh, confused Clint. <laughs> I don't know. I come on. I hear you guys talking about like dildos or something. What, what's going on here? We're talking about uh, Jeff Bezos's spaceship. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, ba well, basically, um, this is quite interesting because uh, I believe you're going to be doing some work for Small Screen. Is that is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, D James, do you want to elaborate on that? 
Is he uh, even there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. I was hoping you wouldn't segue into the game because after penises, going to that game would be not. Oh good. man, <laughs> uh, we have we have a game to t- we have a game to to talk about, don't we? Well, let's talk about uh, the OLED switch. Okay, so. Oh, are we, oh no, this is okay. So this is where Clint wanted an upgrade on the, on the switch. Yeah. And they wanted more powerful graphics and more hard drive space and, and more stuff for everything. And instead, they got a bigger screen. And then Valve was like, hey, here's our Steam Deck. It's a computer handheld. Suck that, Nintendo. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Like, pretty honestly, good that, that's, that's it in, in a nutshell. So, what what's happening is they've released a new one of these. Like, they're really uh, Nintendo's releasing a new one of these, right? Uh, I just wanted to show off my Switch. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Switch. Uh, and what they ended up doing was they just upgraded the screen. Um, a lot of people were thinking that, that Nintendo were going to release what, what was dubbed as the Switch Pro that would have better a better uh, graphics card and would be able to output 4K onto a TV so we could play Zelda in glorious 4K. What they ended up doing was not not was none of that. They just, they just added a screen, an OLED screen. It has um, a bigger kickstand too. Has a better kickstand. Yes, you're right. I guess. It, yeah, it, it yeah, because <laughs> the kickstand on the Switch is terrible. Yeah, it sucks ass. Like, <laughs> I've had my Switch for at least three years. That shit broke off so quick. I lost it in the car. Yeah. It probably fell out on the goddamn road. <laughs> my, I've still got mine. <laughs> amazingly, I've I've still got my kickstand. But then again, I use my Switch mostly docked. But uh, what so what what Steam Valve sorry ended up doing was releasing the what's it called the Steam Deck, yeah. And the Steam Deck is basically every every uh, like kind of computer uh, gamer's kind of wet dream, isn't it? It's, it's a portable gaming PC. Uh, that's not beholden to the the Steam platform either. You yes, can just put Windows on it, you know. Yeah. And Cass has a good point here. So Cass has just installed the emulator on the Steam Deck on the on, on the Steam Deck and voila you got an all in one. Yeah. I mean you, you've got every, and Clint's kind of uh glazing over here because gaming isn't really I don't think gaming's your thing, is it, Clint? I just got a, a new Xbox uh ah, yeah, series, I, series S like like uh, two weeks ago. What are you yeah, talking about? We were talking and he's like, uh oh, maybe we should get a game system. I'm like, okay, we'll get this or get that, maybe I suggest this, or maybe just get a PC. And yeah. he goes out and buys an Xbox One S, and then Valve announces the Steam Deck right away. Well, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, uh, Ravioli. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about all of this? Well, what, I mean, which one would you get if you could? Well, obviously, I'd get the Steam Deck because, like, yeah. the new Nintendo Switch. I look at the, I look at the stuff. They have a bigger screen. Yeah, sure. It's like a couple so couple millimeters bigger. Yeah. I just play in TV mode anyway. Yeah. Uh, land cables yes. i don't know what the hell that is but yeah i'm not really a cable guy <laughs> so but if you want to connect it directly into the internet you can do using a land cable all right yeah 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 i guess it would fix nintendo shitty online but basically <laughs> yeah if i was gonna buy anything it would probably be the steam deck yeah it has it has basically the exact same games anyway and just the same amount of hentai games yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> right, uh, this is where I I reveal that I I am getting a 
uh, not a Steam Deck, I'm getting the the, the new Switch because I'm a sucker for everything <laughs> Nintendo, and I want I want to play Breath of the Wild in in uh, in OLED. I thought you were going to segue into Doki Doki after that. <laughs> well, you, let, let's let's talk about Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. So this is this is a new game that I've been telling everyone to. It's actually not a new game. It came out ages ago, but it's been re-released. Uh, and uh, I've been telling everyone and anyone that uh, will listen to me to play this game. Because, okay, I, I want to, before you talk about it, Ravioli, because I'm pretty sure you, you'll have some stuff to say about this game. You just uh, played yeah. it today, right, Ravioli? <laughs> What's that? You just played it today, right? Yeah, I've been playing it today. Okay. Yeah. Go and I don't want to spoil too much about this game because right, it's, right. it's better to go in slightly blind. But what I'll say is it's a dating sim. Uh, that has a Japanese art style, but it's actually a horror game. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to... It's a psychological <laughs> horror game. It's weird as fuck. <laughs> so what what do you think about it, Ravioli? What, what, what's your take on the game? Well, like, I've seen, I've seen a bunch of videos on it talking about the horror aspect. Yeah. But when you actually play it, it starts out... It starts fairly normal. Like... Yes. I've been playing for at least 88 minutes, I checked last time. Uh, it's still relatively normal. The one time, you know, I want to record part of it because maybe I'd use that in a video one time. But yeah. I go I go exit, and it just does this weird, like, computer layout. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like that's the kind of thing you would experience after playing maybe, you know, a couple hours, you know, when you decide to quit the game. It's kind of weird, but... You know, it starts off a bit slow. I kind of wish the new one was, you know, I as cheesy as it sounds, I kind of wish it was voice acted because I, mm. I hate reading, even <laughs> though the game is about literature. It is, it's, it's, a, it's a visual. It is a, a, it's, it's a it's a novel. That's what it is. It's like, yeah. A, yeah. So you have to read. If you, if you don't like reading, <laughs> then this game isn't for you. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with it. Like, the yeah. game's it's all right so far. I, I kind of want to get to the part, you know, where no spoilers, but something happens. That, that, okay. That I, I completely get where you're coming from with that game. Cause you do begin the game basically playing it as a dating sim thinking, which of these cute anime characters, or as you so eloquently put hentai before, but they're not hentai. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I prefer, which one do I want to date? You're invited into this literature, literature club, by your supposedly your best friend, although you just bitch about her the whole time, uh, and then uh, and then weird shit does start happening in about yeah about eighty eight minutes is probably about right. So it's a long time to be playing this dating sim to begin with. But what yeah. I, what I'll say is that it's it's a game that really messes with your head. Uh, it uses the it uses the fact that you're playing a game really well, uh, and that's. That's all I really want to say about that because I really, if you're interested in this game, do go and look at the uh, the trailer. And actually, when it was originally released, it was a free to play game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and what they've just done is just added some 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 stuff uh, like <laughs> some some weird like artwork and stuff like that that you might like. It's not really my thing. The art style, I like I like it. But I would not want to be caught playing it on a on a public space. <laughs> did did you say yeah. horror or whore? If you get a dating site, it's like a dating game, and then there's some horrors thrown in. I'm like, th- I'm like, this is a weird game, Edward. 
What are you playing, man? This is weird. To bring down the the tone, Uh, we got Ravioli Supremo on, and it's Clint that that, uh, does him. Uh, No, uh, it's a a horror game. A horror game. Horror. Got it. A horror game. I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up. When there you go. Um, uh, Okay, if if you're going, so I think I'm the only one here that would go for the switch. I think I'm probably the only one here that Doki Doki Literature Club was made for. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I mean, I uh, like horrors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, okay, well, I, I want to make, because um, we're now going to, we've been going on for almost two and a half hours and I need to go to bed. Uh, but what, what are the games you're currently playing? Because you've all got consoles now. So let everyone know what you're playing at the moment. Clint, why don't you go first? What, are you, what was the, the game you've been playing? On your oh, new Xbox X series. You know, I've got the Game Pass, so there's been a lot of a, there's a lot of bit of sampling uh, going on. Um, I had a little fun with the UFC thing when my buddy came over the other day. There was a the UFC, UFC two, thing, a UFC <laughs> two game, and that was fun because you you know it's fun to beat the hell out of your friends, you know. But uh, I started getting into squadrons, and that was really fun. And then I spent a lot of time playing Halo, also, and that was really. Ah, cool. uh, yeah, you're going back. You're going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Ravioli? Oh, well, I've been playing a lot of games. Mostly, uh, there's this one called Postal Redux. Essentially, you play as an angry white guy who wants to shoot up his entire neighborhood. Oh, my God. Is that the <laughs> top-down one? Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like top-down, isometric. Yeah, did you play the first one? Yeah, I played the first one. Yeah, th- those graphics are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely- an old game. Yeah, I tried playing it because I remember there was a bunch of hype and stuff, and I found it like years later, and I was like, "What? What? What is this?" I couldn't get past the dog. The dog kept killing me. <laughs> what are you playing, James? What's that? What are you playing at the moment? You always um, playing something, aren't you? My my pickup game to kill some time, <clears throat> kill some time, <clears throat> or take a break is uh, right now. <clears throat> excuse me, right now it's Call of Duty Ghosts. Um, oh, that's going back. My, my PS4 is fried. I got to repair it. Yeah. But uh, I just play, um, uh, what's that mode? Safeguard or something where all the yeah, bots yeah. come at you. Yeah. So I just I just play that. And uh, Valheim still, but um, me and my girlfriend Spooky, we took a break because the devs went on vacation. And before they went on vacation, what they did was they made uh, all the monsters. They wanted the monsters to attack the bases more, not mm-hmm. just the players. So they altered the code. And then and then they went on vacation well it turns out that the monsters they broke the game well we were just attacking the bases they were just ignoring uh all the players and if you know anything about valheim building and taking pride in what you build is a lot about the game so all these elaborate structures and castles were just being destroyed with like four trolls coming at them so man so we took a break on that but uh apparently they fixed it so we're going to be playing it again um ravioli supremo is going to be joining us we're going to be doing some yeah that's right again. We're going to be doing some uh, game videos uh, when we launch yes. small screen game yeah. channel. That's um, it. That's the big news. We've got a small yeah. screen gaming channel coming, and it's going to be mainly Ravioli, probably. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be it's going to be Ravioli and myself, and yeah, uh, we're going to. I know. If, go check out his content. I put the link in the chat, and yeah. uh, it's it's check pretty out my funny content. stuff. Go and check uh, out. Yeah, it's really what actually. What do you edit on? Okay. Uh, don't give away your secrets, man. It, <laughs> I haven't seen videos edited <laughs> like yours for. I love. I love it. I love the style. I love the kind of. It's very. I think I know why James li- likes your stuff so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. 
you know, any feedback is any, any positive feedback is really good. You know, I don't get a lot of feedback because nobody watches my videos, but that's fine. That's fine. Tell you what, I spent a long time watching them when when James (laughs) said, there's this guy Ravioli you should check out. I was watching a lot of them. You made, you made a video all about a, uh, a soda that you didn't like called dirt dirt, soda. soda. It costed (laughs) me $7. And the commercial said it was a good taste, surprisingly good. A bunch of bullshit. But any, anyone that uses the word surprisingly in their marketing, uh, <laughs> it's, like, know, it's surprisingly and I, good. And I followed, I followed the website, Vat19, on their YouTube channel for so long. And I've just believed everything they said. You and got the, the one time. Today. Oh, man. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah. If that you drink it, I was gonna play that video, but uh, what happened when you posted it, Ravioli? Uh, didn't you say they told you to take it down or something, or they striked you? Uh, they just—I just got a copyright claim. <clears throat> yeah, yeah actually, I, copyright they, claimed you. Yeah, they frequently do that. Apparently, so one time <laughs> I even did a tongue-in-cheek voiceover of one of the commercials where I talked about eating like visceral off the goddamn ground and they claimed <laughs> they claimed the entire the video playing in the background some company it didn't say vat 19 because that's who the video is from and instead it said like some some studio I don't know who it was but I searched it up mm. and apparently they claim a bunch of like cutscenes from the South Park games yeah, there's a lot of that going around on on, on YouTube. We we get that yeah. also. Some some weird people that claim like bits of our video that tennis like, TV. Yes, tennis yeah. TV. For some reason, tennis TV on Facebook is always claiming our videos. <laughs> hey, uh, Ravioli, Ravioli, if yeah. if you keep drinking that soda, it will start to taste good. Um, <laughs> years years ago, uh, I my old band did did Warp Tour, and uh, we were on Warp Tour, and Mountain Dew Amp gave us like five cases of of their it had just come out and uh uh-huh. i drank that first one i was like this tastes like dirt this is some <laughs> bullshit you know and it was awful but after a while you just get thirsty or you were tired and it's an energy drink and i'm like ah, i'll try it after a while they're like dude i need to get some of that dirt you get it you get some <laughs> dirt. and it's yeah it, it is addictive, literally so get some of that dirt yeah <laughs> i don't know uh, <laughs> i mean i might buy another thing a soda off of that 19 who knows i might i might even buy the discharge soda but it doesn't it doesn't matter i just know yeah the grass soda i'm gonna buy either the grass soda they also have like mustard soda i don't know how that would taste <laughs> i like mustard but like i wouldn't drink it except except it, maybe if you put it in like a wine glass oh man i, I, think I don't James... think i'd drink anything that's discharge flavored that's yeah, disgusting. That's, that's not... yeah i know that's good that, that's... that was uncalled for i'm very sorry about that i know I know most of the small screen viewers are not accustomed to hearing the word discharge. Oh, they, actually, they, I have they, no they, idea what they're accustomed they got, to. They got, they got, they got. No, they love that sword. They, they, they were getting very into us talking about Dwayne Johnson's dick. So it's, it's okay. Uh, I think right. I, what I'm gonna, what I, I think. Me, what do you want, let James? Me just, let me just play something for quick. Well, we might get a copyright strike. That's okay. It's not okay. It's Tokyo is my, 2020 is a Are you watching my videos? Game. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll play, we'll play one of your videos. 2020 Olympics video oh game. Oh my god! All right. The other being Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. This time they decided to ditch the Mario and Sonic aspect and just make a straight Olympics game. I don't blame them though. The Mario and Sonic thing was more of a novelty anyway. Even if it's the thing that got me to give a shit about the Olympics in the first place. This intro cutscene sure is festive. Right here we have some Olympic <laughs> athletes. 
No idea who they are, and I don't really want to bother finding out. And then music plays, so we're yeah. stopping that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely, yeah. guys, you should definitely go and check out his channel. It's really good fun. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, he agrees. He, he agrees. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff we can't show you because it would get copyright claimed. Exactly. We got you one subscriber so far. Oh, sick, dude. Yeah. Whoever subscribed, yeah. thank you. One more we'll in get eight in 20 seconds. <laughs> uh right what, I, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna say which game i've been playing because no one bothered to ask me uh oh, sorry. you were asking yeah. everyone so i know i know but the, the, i thought the, it was the horse game no i, I finished that a while ago <laughs> uh no the game i've been playing uh, is uh is pokemon sword <laughs> so that's the kind of games i like to play uh the baby ones and uh the weird hall uh doki doki literature club <laughs> horror games <laughs> Uh, right, I think I think we should end it there because I really need to go to bed. Um, All right. Yeah, but thank you so much for coming on the show, Ravioli. It was good oh, to have of you course. on. Yeah, it's good. And if you ever have a live stream, make sure to tell me so I can just crash it without without any warning. That's fine. And don't, don't leave yet. Stay behind the scenes. All okay. right. All right. And thank you, Clint, for coming on as well. Hey, I always have a great time. And uh, well, everyone go to patreon.com forward slash small screen co. And all the small screen stuff. Where can they find you, Clint? They can find me on Twitter at the OG Clint Baker. Uh, come, yeah, there he is. And there uh, find is. me on uh, youtube.com slash Clint Baker channel. Awesome. And I've got a new video coming soon about the Munsters, the new Munsters movie. So, <laughs> And James, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at 42cut.com on Twitter. Or you can go to thatjamesguy.me for my website that's not even finished. Started ah. yet. And where can they find you, Ravioli? Uh, usually in a back alley doing heroin. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, that's a good. That was that's the best answer we've ever had. <laughs> I can point. end it on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, go and check out Ravioli's channel and <laughs> subscribe it? to the small screen channel so they can get monetized. Please, please. Yes, we, yeah, we need that. <laughs> right. Let's end it now. Edward, uh, where, where can we find oh, you? Oh, no one cares about that. It's yeah, nobody co. ever asks Edward. Edward, yeah. Ed Edward, where can we find you? <laughs> there you go. Small screen cone at EJ Lauder. Have fun. <laughs> uh, don't, don't do the British we got this covered shit because that really pisses me off. The what? That's so not true. <laughs> it's people saying it's the British we got this covered. I'm like, what? Reportedly. Report <laughs> Just put that in every bloody article. Right. It it was said. It was said. <laughs> From our sources who told you the same thing about War Machine being an armor war. They told oh my us God. this. Yeah, let, let's, let's end it now. Otherwise, otherwise, we'll go into a dark place. I want to start <laughs> naming channels. No, let's, let's turn it and, off before Clint, Clint ruins everything. I want to just call people out. <laughs> go nuts, Clint. Right no, here. I'm not going to do it. Let's let's end end thank the show. End the show. End thank the show. Our, thank you, dear patrons. Oh yeah. Kazak. Danzig nineteen seventy. Sean's soundtrack. Bobby. The sax god. <laughs> you do that every time. And go watch this next. I see dead people. Hi. I see dead people. Am I on CZ's world? I see dead. Am I dead? Oh.
Where's my freaking jet ski, man? Where's my jet ski? Where's my fucking jet ski?